0: This episode of Grumpy Old Geeks is brought to you by FreshBooks. To claim your 30-day free trial with no credit card required, go to freshbooks.com/grumpy and enter "Grumpy Old Geeks" in the "How did you hear about us?" section. Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo, discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks, I'm Jason Filippo
1: And I'm Brian Schillmeister.
0: What a fucking week this was. Brian, how are you? Coming out of the
1: gate with an F-bomb. I'm doing alright.
0: I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Oh,
1: okay. I'm I can just... just pack up my headphones and go back to sleep.
0: Well, actually, if you want to. But I don't think <laughs> we should, because we got a show to do. Alright. <laughs> I just fired all my clients. Oh, so every, you're having one of those weeks. Every single client that I have has just been fired. I, uh, well, actually, by the time this comes out, they will have been fired. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Yeah. Nope. Everybody gone. Gone, gone, gone. Okay. You know why? Why, Jason? Everybody makes fun of me on this show for buying lots of stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To do that, I work 80 hour weeks and have a ton of clients and have no personal time, period. Right. Mm-hmm. And it uh, turns out this week that, uh, you know, my friend Bob's in town, my best friend in the world. In town for a week. Yes. Uh, Been here for the entire week. And uh, the most time I got to spend with him was the drive from the airport where I picked him up.
1: I was going to say, I've seen a lot of uh, Bob's uh, posts on on the Insta of the Gram and the Book of the Face, and and you weren't in any of them.
0: None. I have been working from 5 in the morning to 10 at night, pretty much every day. And I'm done. Uh, Yeah, I'm done. I can't do it anymore. You know what I'm going to do? There are going to be far fewer... gadget reviews on this show <laughs> and uh actually that's something we should talk about because uh we were talking off the air before the show started um our podcast host has decided to comply with what we call the internet advertising bureau's new guidelines for podcast advertising yes this has caused you and i much consternation as it well, were well uh-
1: Yes. Uh, on the one hand, uh, you know, you know, I we have talked at great length on this podcast over the years about how internet statistics are inherently bunk and don't mean yep. crap. Unfortunately, we do base everything on them. And uh, I, while I welcome and and want and look forward to there being some sort of standards for podcasting in which we actually have a really good idea of what's going on, and boy, it'd be nice if we just really collected actual stats, which is not out of the realm of possibility, uh, we aren't there yet, and they're futzing around with things, and the latest iteration is rather depressing for us.
0: So, yes, we have gone <laughs> – and, 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 you know, I always say, like, people people in podcasting are scared to talk about their numbers, but we're not. So, uh, what was it? Eighteen thousand downloads per episode was what we were at not too yep. long ago, and this yep, last which, episode uh,
1: enabled us to make a make a little bit of money and and have some feeling of self worth.
0: Right, because <laughs> what people need to understand is you cannot get advertising until you hit ten thousand downloads per episode. Period, and that is yep. the basic. I mean, that is barely scraping by. So, at ten thousand downloads per episode, you can get a twenty dollars CPM. And CPM, which is also a stupid internet advertising term, because M is the Roman numeral for thousand. So yes. they can't just call it CPT. No, no, because that's cost per transaction. Uh no, it's CPM. So yes. at a, a ten thousand download show will get you about a twenty to twenty five dollars CPM, which works out to be about two hundred to two hundred and fifty bucks. Yep. Right? Yep. Um yeah. And uh, you cannot get that advertising unless you're above 10,000. We were at 18,000. We were raking it in. <laughs> no, we weren't, actually. But it, it just made us feel good that people were liking the show and listening to the show. And now we're at five.
1: Yeah. Five. I, I still don't understand how that happened, what's happening, what's going on. I mean, this is a lot of insider baseball here. but uh, It is. But I want people, might, to, I want might people to understand. You might notice a lack of, of, of happiness in this. Well, we're never happy. But I, yes. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's like what? I, I did start to ask you this weekend, why are we still doing this? What are we doing yeah. this for? Is, the, is this a statistical anomaly? Is it because they're just messing around with stuff? Are we going to – are there that many people still listening to us and it's just all foobard? I don't know what the – nobody can tell us what's actually going on.
0: Because the the weird <laughs> bit about all this, our numbers are through the floor, right? We're not getting mm-hmm. people listening to the show. But here's the uh, here's the difference is that our engagement is up. People are writing in all the time. We're getting new people writing in. We're getting new people subscribing to Patreon. We're, and getting, we're getting new we're followers getting... everywhere.
1: We're getting... everywhere. Uh, yeah, everything everything is up. All you guys that are out there listening are, are getting involved, which is exactly what you theoretically want.
0: And that's what we want. We want to talk to you guys. This is fun for us. So, well, it's fun for us when people listen, <laughs> when people don't listen, and 13,000 people just tend to bugger off in an afternoon... That kind of makes us feel like, oh, what the hell's going on? So, just wanted to let you know that things are things are strange. So, when we ask you to tell a friend about the show, we kind of really mean it. Yeah, we, <laughs> we do mean it. And do.
1: The, again, the weird thing is, like we we are experts in this industry, uh, so we know a lot of the jiggery that is going on and and the weirdness Dumb fuckery. and and Jason is specifically uh, knee
0: deep nay ankle I'm, deep. Nay, neck deep, deep. Is in the podcasting. I am balls is, well, I go deep there. in podcasting.
1: <laughs> in the podcasting industry and neither of us can really tell what the hell is going on with our show. We we have no idea. We really don't understand it. Uh we don't understand the stats. We don't understand anything. So here's, it's, uh, it, here's, it's a the, process. here's
0: Here's the other possible <laughs> issue cuz we host at Libsyn. I have I have sung the praises and beat them to death for their, their shortcomings of Libsyn. <laughs> Libsyn has always been rock-solid podcast hosting for us. But uh, Rob Walsh, who is the head of podcast relations over at Libsyn, we have butted heads many times. And I think it's safe to say that we hate each other. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he does not like me very much. And, I oh you know, that's just maybe, the way it is. I, maybe I should take over that that aspect. I would love it if you would. But okay. here's the deal. I can't get a straight answer from him as to what the fuck's going on. So, Brian, right. by all means. And if and if you work at Libsyn and from my hometown of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, please feel free. Let us know what the fuck's going on because we're just kind of tired of it. In the news.
1: Well, it's not just our internal strife that's bad news this week we've had a lot of bad news this last week uh obviously the las vegas shooting we're not going to get into that at all um we did gun stuff in the past and i believe i brought jason <laughs> I, like away guns, around. I like
0: guns i hate guns i hate guns <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah and i think i got jason around to my way of thinking on that so you can go back and listen to the old shows if you want to hear that what's of interest to me is in our brave new world of news coming from social media boy do we have some problems with news distribution don't we
0: Jiminy, fucking jeepers. How many dimes did – how many <laughs> hotels were blown up and how many times did Tom Petty die this week? Jesus fucking Christmas. Uh, yeah.
1: So we have a link in the show notes from Engadget and uh, Jeff over at Patreon sent in a, the New York Times article discussing basically just the exact same thing Yeah, uh, where they basically – look, we're just an AI platform. No, you're not. Nope. You're actually journalism now. Yeah, I, I, I hate to break it to you. You are journalism because this is where people get news. Now, uh, the world exploded. Right away, after after this Vegas thing, with fake news everywhere. Uh, now, obviously, people will spread conjecture and whatnot, and that's to be expected. Uh, but we have people taking advantage, buying ads uh, for, for political purposes, posting them, boosting them, getting spread, getting passed around with incorrect information. This is not how news is supposed to work.
0: It's not new, though. I mean... <sighs> remember september 11th it's not 2001, new it's worse same it thing. is worse it we is much now, much yes. much much worse we've automatized it now so people yes. can do a la carte dumb fuckery that's mm-hmm. pretty much it yeah
1: yeah yeah and conspiracy theories go crazy i mean i can't even tell you how many times i saw and heard about how there was a second gunman on the fourth floor even when it was finally just proven that it was an alarm that was going off with a flashing light. It wasn't a gun. It was still on TV the next morning because the alarm hadn't been shut off. And yet the stuff is still being passed around like, this is something that mainstream media is covering this up. No, 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 they're not. They're not. They're not. And we have real, real issues with news. And, you know, to take it to Tom Petty, how ridiculous was that? It was so bad. He was dead. People were, it, It's a very sad occurrence. Tom Petty's, you know, losing Tom Petty is a big deal. But it got to the point where we we're all making jokes like Schrödinger's Petty. Is he dead oh, or is he not? Because that's not the cool. news. No, it's not. But neither is what happened. Yeah. Neither is the fact that they come out and say he's passed. Then they come back and say, well, hold on a second. We don't know if he's passed or not. Uh, this is. I, you can't. This is not how it's supposed to work. This is not. This is the real problem with this never-ending need for clicks. Every second is a news cycle. Every second. We cannot pause. We cannot wait. Now, I don't know how to deal with that, with 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 some with breaking huge things like the Vegas shooting, but I do know, yeah. if somebody passes away, I think we can all agree we should wait for the family to make a statement before we report anything. End of story. Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. It's the right thing to do, and I we got to we gotta change this. We have to change this.
0: Uh, but is it fiscally responsible to the shareholders to change it? That's therein lies the rub. Now uh, we've got a we've got a thing coming up. I I did a one of <laughs> one of my clients that is now probably going to get a notice that he's been fired <laughs> shortly. uh did an interview with Tim O'Reilly this week, mm-hmm. and uh, Tim's got a new book coming out that I think we're definitely going to read soon. And he just says the economy has screwed up everything in tech right. uh, you know it's like this this whole bullshit around shareholder value has ruined the world and but he's he's very he's bullish on the future in technology so it's it's actually an uplifting read it's you know it's not like listening to this show but um <laughs> yeah it's like his book and joey ito's book like these are big thinkers and you know they they, they look forward to the future of our our technology overlords but um uh, well, but yeah, uh, this is know, but the think... problem right now is these stupid fucking companies are just running the algorithms and thinking everything's okay.
1: Yeah, and it's not.
0: It's and, it's just not. And the funny bit is this: this article comes from Engadget that you first linked to, mm. and it says right it, just last month Facebook launched its crisis response feature. Okay, <laughs> response, and yep. you put this in here a couple days ago, uh, and it came out on the second. Today is now. We're recording this on October sixth. So that's four days to fix a fucking typo. Nobody Uh, cares. Nobody cares. So I did go. I actually signed up for Engadget to leave a comment and berated them for the fact that they cannot have a spell checker apparently over at Engadget, even though it's free.
1: It's built into everything. I mean, I'm looking at it right now, and it is the little red dots are underneath it. That's how how I found it.
0: That's how I found. I'm like, (laughs) what? What is a crisis response? (laughs) Just to make sure that, you know, I'm old. Maybe this is what the kids are saying nowadays. I figured it should be a response. But yeah, no, I went and checked it. It is still broken. And here's the interesting thing that I also found out is uh, what they're doing now to get around ad blockers is they're Mm -hmm. putting their CSS in a different place where the ad blockers will pick it up. So when you go to the website, the website is broken if you have an ad blocker on.
2: Yeah, I started to to notice that.
0: Yeah, that's. That's the yep. new trick that these guys are doing. Yep, it's pretty clever. The other thing about this article is they talk about right-wing conspiracy sites. Have you ever heard of a left-wing conspiracy site? Period?
1: <laughs> no, because they don't exist. I mean, sure, there are, there are crazy people on the left. There, you know, there are people that go way overboard, but not to the same degree.
0: Hell of a lot more on the right. Just look at the White House. I know we're not <laughs> supposed to say it, but fuck you. I'm having a bad week. <laughs> wow. All right. And speaking of bad weeks, a o l instant messenger is finally going bye bye. This makes me extremely sad.
1: it shouldn't. you're not on it. I know because I am. <laughs> I'm on it right now.
0: Wow, no wonder you're not paying attention to this show. okay. <laughs> this do,
1: this actually does bum me out. I mean, i I look, it was time. it's It's not surprising. No one uses it. I mean, I remember there was a period of time when I mean, just okay instant message in general, like I had hundreds of contacts on instant message. Yes. And I, that was a great way to stay in
0: touch with people. It was now, I still use it. It, because- was, it was Slack before Slack, you know, 20 yes. years before Slack.
1: Yes. So I am sad to see it go as well. My wife and I use it. I, I We leave windows open while, while we're both at work throughout the day to keep in touch with each other, talk about what's going on, deal with the kid, all that sort of stuff. So uh, luckily, you know, uh, Microsoft actually never shutters anything. They just stopped supporting it. So there's still Messenger. So okay. I will be. I will continue to use my, my. what's the name of the client? Adium, my Adium client oh, no, on my wait, Mac. You're
0: still using Adium, that's awesome.
1: I am, I am. Uh, and I've so far uh, I've seen ya- Yahoo's Messenger died a couple, I think two years ago. They got we, rid of it. Yeah, so, we covered
0: that on the show, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: now AOL's getting rid of theirs. Google got rid of theirs. I will be lone man standing with my Messenger account in Adium. <laughs> the Adium stands
0: alone. The Adium stands alone. Hi-ho, yes. ICQ. The <laughs> adium stands alone because yeah, that's the so only I, thing that's going to work. Is I C Q soon?
1: Yeah, I know it's it's pretty it's it's sad to see it go. I mean, this is this is a serious technology. This is like
0: this isn't like Gopher going away. This is uh, more more involved. So, so yeah, and and long before Tim Ferris created the four hour work week, mm. I used AOL Instant Messenger to be a remote worker. I left my my shiny job in Hollywood and in movie industry advertising, moved to Chicago, and I had a BlackBerry that was built for Instant Messenger, AOL, Instant Messenger. It was an right. AIM BlackBerry. I'm going to have to pull it up because we're going to use that in the show notes. We have to. And I think so. All I had to do, I had that thing with me everywhere. I would take the day off and go to museums, and then I would get a, a, a message on AIM saying, hey, you around? I'm like, yep. What's up? (laughs) And and he's like, hey, we need this done. I would jump in a cab and go home before Uber when cabs worked and go home and get the job done. But most of my day was spent enjoying my life. And I thank AOL Instant Messenger for that. So I am, you know, God bless him.
1: I agree. I agree. And it was a sad moment when I logged in this morning and I got the message from AOL System Message. Hi there, we wanted to let you know that AIM will be going away on December 15th, 2017. Until then, you can continue to use AIM normally, but as of December 15th, AIM will be discontinued and you will no longer have access. Thank you for being an AIM user. We loved working on this product for you. Learn more here. And then a link to it being discontinued. It is a sad day in the internet.
0: It is. It is. It is.
1: You were just talking about uh, how basically corporate culture and the, sharehold- the need for shareholder value is one of the reasons that the news is just so horrible. Uh, conveniently, I also had a link very much about that uh, called Bad Job. And this is a book by Rick Wartzman that's coming out called uh, The End of Loyalty, The Rise and Fall of Good Jobs in America. And it basically says the exact same thing. The primary culprit is corporate culture, which has explicitly elevated shareholders above employees. This is why it's impossible to have a mm-hmm. Good job anymore. This is why there's no employee employer loyalty. This is why something has just gone so wrong with the American. It's literally
0: one it's one sentence to you know to maximize shareholder value. That is the problem with this country. We're maximizing Mm -hmm. shareholder value. We're not maximizing the value that the employees bring to the country and the company and everything that goes around it. Fuck shareholders. You know, I'm selling all my stock anyway because the market's going to crash soon. But, yeah, I would rather this whole shareholder value thing above everything is ruining everything. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I also have wait, a little called The last I, 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 want that, I want that on record to say that at one fifty p.m. CST on October 6th, Brian said, I agree. All right. Have your victory dance. I will. I will. You do okay. it, too. So I'm going to have one, too. That's true.
1: All right. So I also have an article called The Last Human Job. We've talked a lot about automation and how this may or may not, I'm on the, it most definitely will uh, screw us all and end up with us all unemployed side of the fence. But uh, what this is arguing is that basically the one thing left that mass automation will never be able to do better than humans is care jobs. So... I'm going to go start retraining myself as a social worker or something.
0: Okay, well, I'm on the other (laughs) side of this argument now after uh, listening to Tim O'Reilly talk about it. Because I'm telling you, we're going to read this book and we're going to review it in a future episode. Mm -hmm. Amazon started with like 14,000 robots and now they're at 74,000 robots. But as the number of robots increase, the actual number of humans that they employ actually goes up at a higher rate because the humans can do better jobs because the robots are taking care of the menial shit. There is, there is a, there is a line, there is a line that you can graph with, you know, the way that automation is working in some of these industries that leads to better jobs for humans. So I'm not, I'm, I'm not, you know, yes, we've talked about this on the show and I think that the numbers are actually starting to come out in favor of, yes, once we automate some of the crap jobs, it gives people a way to do better jobs because the you know they're taking care of it. the The money's still coming in, so then they can hire more people to do better things. So you know, I, I I'm I'm kind of bullish on the future of humanity at this point, and we'll see how it goes. And that's saying something coming from me.
1: <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> That's true. No, I want to read that book and, and I want to be hopeful. I want to believe. I want to be convinced otherwise from what I, my current position is. Yeah. So please, let's find things that do that for me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, we've talked a lot about sleep before. Uh, that, that's been a pet project of yours where you've tried every who's it gadget and what's it known to man yep. for tracking have, your sleep. And, I have and a all new one this week stuff.
0: that we'll talk about soon too. Yes. <laughs>
1: Well, a new study has come out saying that social jet lag may be to blame, and before you think that I'm talking about social media, no, no, this has nothing to do with social media. This has to do with people who work there Monday through Friday, get regular, sleep regular hours, keep a regular schedule, and then go batshit crazy on weekends and totally screw with their schedule. What they are finding out is that inconsistent sleep schedules can lead to several issues, including fatigue and irritability. So, basically, the entire life that 99.9% of us live is really messing around with us
0: everybody's working for the weekend i love love pretty boy. much
1: that's that song is a problem
0: <laughs> that is lover <laughs> boy is to blame for our our lack of yeah lover boy
1: is to blame for a great many things but many
0: things many things <laughs> yeah especially those red leather pants those were you know oh, yes eddie murphy could pull it off you lover boy could not yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> Now, there's another book coming out that I think we're going to need to read. This is by Franklin Foer. He's a national correspondent at The Atlantic, and he has written a book called World Without Mind, The Existential Threat of Big Tech. Basically, our show in a nutshell. (laughs) Uh, Stating the threat of big tech is real, why it's time we should start panicking about what Google and Facebook are doing to our lives. So he is – the book basically entirely is is about big technology companies controlling more and more market share, more and more data, and having more and more power over our lives. I think we can all agree that this is true. Uh, the alarm bell that he is trying to sound is that we have these concentrations of economic power in a realm that touches almost every aspect of our existence, say getting our news or finding out if – Tom Petty has passed away, or not? And these concentrations of power are especially dangerous because the forces that are at play are so powerful in our lives and so crucial to our ability to be thinking human beings. The ways in which our attention gets shanghaied by these companies make us less good as citizens. We are consuming a lower quality of information. We're living lives where I think it's harder to con- contemplate the world because we're constantly distracted, notified, ping, ding, dinged, and we should take care <laughs> about that. Ping, and I agree ding, with that. Ping, a ding, thousand ding. <laughs> don't
0: be, I, don't I do be like, racist. <laughs>
1: I do like Ping Ding Ding, and that's an alternative title for our show.
0: <laughs> so yes, I, I think he's totally right on this, but I mean, it's uh, how do you? This is this is a stop. It's, it's, that's the problem. It's a self fulfilling prophecy here because people are not taking. I mean, granted, ninety nine percent of the population is batshit fucking dumb, right? So these I'd companies so. Th- these companies have you know an opportunity to manipulate everybody. So if you're a thinker. It's easier to get out of the rut of it, but uh, yes, they these people do have a problem. Just go watch Idiocracy if you think I'm wrong, uh, which I'm not. But uh, yeah, I think that uh, there is a problem here, and that's why we used to have anti monopoly laws, and we don't anymore, especially no. when it comes to social media, because there, you know, there's what are we going to do grant Ello of fucking license and break break up facebook <laughs> like ma bell it's like okay well you can have messenger as a product you can have whatever the instagram is a product and and all that stuff but yeah there's there's this is we are in uncharted territory here
1: yep we certainly are and it's not looking good so mm-hmm. should be a good read i look forward to it and of course on the heels of that why wouldn't i bring us a story about somebody else is trying to bring us another social network
0: oh jesus fuck really
1: (laughs) really this one's called strava and it's a niche social network for athletes (laughs) okay when i saw strava
0: i thought it was like a uh, artificial sweetener that i was gonna put in my coffee it sounds like stevia stevia that's That's it yeah
1: yeah so i guess there's this guy james quarles he's the ceo and he is a says I love this this is I open Instagram when I'm traveling to document my photos I use Facebook to share photos of my kids with family members who are distant I use Twitter to try and beat CNN for breaking news and when I'm running when I'm swimming when I'm looking for advice to stay active that's when I would open Strava because we all need all these niche social networks for very God, different things
0: all I want you know what I want to I want a social network called silence you know what it does you, nothing you it's called it's, nothing it's called elo <laughs> it's still there (laughs) and 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 as as every week i got two friend i got two friend notifications today from elo people still keep following me on elo that's awesome
1: everybody go follow jason on elo yeah this is how we're actually gonna get stats for our show we'll see how many people (laughs) follow you on follow
0: me on elo yeah yes that's that's
1: the new plan uh, so, I don't know. I, I read through this a little bit. I do like the without ads part, but that's also, we know, not sustainable because that's not the deal we made Somebody's
0: got to pay for it. Sorry. Yep. Somebody's, Somebody's got to pay for it pay somehow. And hey, so. hey, you know, hey, put that Bitcoin miner on there. I'm down with that.
1: That's right. I'm okay with that, too. Now, speaking of Twitter, uh, they, people have taken stock of the situation because Jack Dorsey has been back for two years now. Uh-huh. And uh, so, you know, it's ripe for everybody looking at what's happened since then, besides doubling the amount of characters for some people randomly for no reason whatsoever. Has my stock price Uh,
0: doubled when that uh, 280 came out?
1: (laughs) Twitter's stock price is down more than 40% from when he came back. The company has added just 21 million new users in the past two years, less than 1 million a month on average. And last quarter, it didn't add any new users. Twitter is still not profitable, and it's bringing in less revenue this year than it did last year. So by all available metrics, Dorsey has failed. But we know how that works in the tech world, don't we, Jason? It's the Mar- We fail it's, upwards. It's
0: the Marissa Meyer effect. Here's the deal, though. I'm looking at the Twitter stock price now, and it is $17.86, which is up $1.50 from when I bought it. We will cover that soon in Hunting Unicorns. But way to go, Jack. You know, you you can obviously be a massive failure at something and still make money. So here's the problem, Brian. We're too Mm. good. We just need to fuck it up.
1: (laughs) Okay. Let's get back to just talking about Trump all the time.
0: I wasn't talking about Trump. I was talking about Jack Dorsey. No, no.
1: I mean that's that's how we'll fuck oh, it up. That's how. We'll...
0: <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yes, yeah. yes. We got we got more hate mail about Trump than anything we've ever talked about. Even me saying retard and raping, uh, which was uh, there were there were a total of three emails about that. But Brian got butthurt, so we I, I'm not allowed to say retard anymore.
1: <laughs> no, you're not. Although you just said it three times in one segment.
0: So Trump, Trump, that's... Trump. So I I, I counterbalanced it. That's awesome. Well, now, here's something that
1: is no longer being allowed that I actually didn't even know was happening. Google is no longer allowing users to skirt paywalls using its search engine. So you used to be able to skirt paywalls to get news uh, by Googling basically, and you would get the first click free, yes. which is a policy that they had in place. I was not even aware of this. It allowed <laughs> users to access at least three free articles per day through Google search results before hitting a paywall. If you did not comply with Google's policy of allowing your content to be out there for free, then they would, lo- they
0: would put you way down in the rankings. How fucking bullshit is that? You, you understand that I knew about this and I never talked about it on the show because I ne- didn't want it to go away. <laughs> this is one of those things where you never tell somebody about your favorite restaurant because you don't want it to be taken over by douchebags. Apparently, yeah. somebody has found my favorite restaurant. But yes, I used to use this all the time.
1: <laughs> I had no idea that Google was doing this to publishers. That is that is pretty messed up. Uh huh. So, but hey, they got rid of Do No Evil a long time ago, didn't they?
0: And that, that was never a company policy. Some idiot wrote it on a whiteboard. That's all it was. Right. You yeah. know, that's it. It was never it was never it never came down from the mountain on the stone tablet saying don't be evil. It was just like, eh, maybe let's try this don't be evil thing. And that's all it was. And- so
1: what you're basically telling me is that Harvey Weinstein just wrote down don't fuck with chicks somewhere on a whiteboard. Yeah. He just never he just never followed the policy. Exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> oh, good times. So they're replacing <laughs> this policy with flexible sampling, which now allows site owners to decide on how many free clicks people should get as it should have been all along yeah <laughs> so thanks google yeah now triple uh, has now come out with a i love the world <laughs> it's great i'm actually really this 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 episode's rough
0: <laughs> I'm not gonna it lie. is totally I'm... rough and it's gonna be rough because yes i I'm i haven't slept more in more... a week and a half and we're just we're we're tired <laughs>
1: I'm getting more and more depressed as we go along. So (laughs) AAA has has now released a study that basically says, you know what? It isn't even just the phones and the texting. It's all the shit that we're putting into all our cars. It is making us less alert. We're more dangerous behind the wheel. None of this is good. Any single device that we use, even if they're in-dash voice-activated computer systems, which is what we're telling everybody that they need to use instead of using their handheld devices, you know what difference that makes? fucking nothing apparently it's still causing distractions it's still causing up to 27 seconds after the task is completed you're still distracted none of these things are helping they're all making us worse drivers Uh, bring on the automated cars i'm done with this (laughs) oh my
0: god brian (laughs) has finally given up Bring it well i've given
1: up on humanity jason i have given up on humanity <laughs> i welcome our robot overlords i am so tired of people being stupid and the way that we're working and moving towards is just making us worse and worse and worse speaking of worse and worse, and on, worse listen, no,
0: you, just... you gotta let me you gotta let me come in on this one because yes the whole the whole shit with stuff in the car give me a cassette player and a cup holder and i i, I know even the germans they go Why do you need a cup holder in your car? You're driving. You should not be drinking while driving, even if it's soda. No. Um, Yes, it is terrible. When you're at a stoplight, I want you to count. When the light turns green, count before that first car leaves. You will see that it's about five seconds. It is about a third of a second before I'm on my horn. (laughs) So if if I'm behind you, I am on the horn as soon as the goddamn light goes. But look at people. They are fucking all over the place. It's ridiculous.
1: Yep. It is. It's bad.
0: <sighs> okay. <sighs> thus ended, right, thus now, my, my bit.
1: <laughs> okay. So let me get back into my what would have been my awesome segue. Speaking of worse and worse and worse, <laughs> just when you thought Uber actually couldn't get any worse than they are as a company, they find a way to... To shock me and surprise me. I know,
0: you beat me to this one. I I was like, this is the one I thought that I was going to beat you to the punch on getting in the notes this week. Now, I uh, don't know (laughs) if
1: I'm more mad at Uber or if I'm more mad at Apple. Uber,
0: Uber, be more mad at Uber.
1: Uber's iOS app has secret permissions that allowed it to copy your phone screen. Let me repeat that and rephrase (laughs) it. If you have the Uber app on your iPhone, they can take screenshots of your phone no matter if the app is actively running or not, anytime they want, and they are sent to Uber. Yep. Do you understand what that means, people listening?
0: Dickie is (laughs) everywhere. Dickie's for everyone. Uber (laughs) sees everything
1: that you do on your phone. Everything. They see your emails that you are writing. They see the photos that you are taking. They see that Snapchat that you sent to your ex-girlfriend. They see
0: everything. So basically, Uber can see your balls. That's what we're saying. Pretty (laughs) much.
1: Now, why Apple gave them this grant, they had to get a special, it's called entitlements. They're a bit of code that app developers can use for anything that the, Apple has to sign off on, basically, to allow them to have it. They Uber claimed that this was basically to figure out something between Uber's app and the Apple Watch, and of course... Uber says they would never do anything malicious or with any of this kind of technology that they have access to, even though they're fucking on record for basically screwing with governments using Grayball or whatever the hell that program was called.
0: Yeah. Why would we believe them? You can't. Yes. You can't. You can't believe a goddamn thing they say.
1: So <laughs> even if you were just keeping the Uber app on your phone for an emergency, I would recommend you delete that fucker. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, and I think Barrett Rees on Twitter also sent this as well. So I yeah. had tip to him. Hat so tipped. Yeah. And so I searched long and hard to end <laughs> this news segment <laughs> with the anything positive that I could possibly find and all I found was blockchains, how they work and why they'll change the world and this is a pie in the sky idea that potentially maybe this technology will make the world a better place. That's all I got. That is the only positive thing I could find all week.
0: And to follow that up, we actually have a new advertiser on one of my other shows for a company called Ambrosus. They're using mm-hmm. the blockchain to basically tame the supply chain between right. for food and medicine. So you're not getting shit food and shit medicine, which mm-hmm. makes every. – they're using like the Ethereum model with smart contracts. So right. everybody has – and sensors and things like that to actually – bring things online where there's accountability at every stage of the supply chain. So right. I, you know, I never thought about that, but that is actually a pretty good use of the blockchain because then everybody gets to see it and governments can audit it. And then when somebody fucks up, you can go back to the blockchain and say, no, they said this had, you know, ingredient a, but we've tested it and it has ingredient B, you know, and then yep. somebody goes to jail, but we know nobody goes to jail in this new world, unless you like pot and, <laughs> <laughs> and, and and drive a hoopty. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's
1: cool. No, I, I, you know, this is a good read. It's a good article. Blockchain as a technology is intrinsically tied to Bitcoin because it was basically invented as a way to track Bitcoin. Right. Uh, but separate it from Bitcoin and any other e-currency because I don't believe e-currencies are going to make it. They're just not in any other way other than pirating uh, eventually because governments aren't going to allow it. But – the blockchain technology that has come of it, there is a chance that this could really make the world a better place. In, so in, I like blockchain a lot.
0: I like blockchain for specific purposes. Obviously, the problem with blockchain with Bitcoin is that it is going to be a massive currency. And the fact that every transaction is recorded is problematic. It needs yes. to be used for specific purposes. Because, yeah, yeah, that's the problem. It's like, okay, you know, 25,000 uh, transactions per second for Visa and Mastercard, sixteen for Bitcoin because of the blockchain and everything needs to be, you know, done. But I think I think blockchain is definitely going to be really, really cool and really useful in the in these particular uh, instances. Me too. But oh, you're typing. So are you are Sorry. you typing on your blockchain?
1: I am. I just <laughs> recorded the the latest transaction between us. Oh, okay. I think we've agreed like five times. That's a record.
0: That's just, oh god. We're, we're the show is so dead. <laughs> this episode of Grumpy Old Geeks is sponsored by FreshBooks. Staying on top of your admin and paperwork while hustling to grow your freelance business is just plain hard sometimes. FreshBooks wants to change all that. They've just launched an all new version of their ridiculously easy to use cloud accounting software that's been custom built for the way you work. The FreshBooks dashboard has been curated to answer this one burning question for any small business owner. How's my business doing? No more guessing games on what's owed, overdue, or whether you're in the red. FreshBooks helps you avoid having that awkward talk with your client about past due payments. The automated late payment email reminders will allow you to spend less time chasing payments and more time working your magic. And I swear this is the greatest thing in the history of the world. I never have to bug clients anymore. It is magic. If you have any questions whatsoever, FreshBooks' award-winning customer service is amazingly helpful, super friendly with zero attitude, and plus, a real-life person usually answers in three rings or less. And they're Canadian, so you know they're awesome. To claim your 30-days free trial with no credit card required, go to freshbooks.com slash grumpy and enter grumpy old geeks in the how did you hear about us?" section, please. We'd appreciate that. Now, that is... FreshBooks.com slash grumpy. Enter grumpy old geeks. And seriously, if you run a business, you have to be running FreshBooks. It is ridiculously awesome. Ups and doodads.
1: I didn't follow too much about the Google presentation because it was a Google presentation. I mean,
0: come on. Who <laughs> gives <up> a fuck? <park. laughs>
1: <laughs> so, yeah, they released a bunch of things. They got some new phones that will supposedly, you know, compete with the iPhone, which they won't. And they've got some new Google Home things, which are supposedly going to do better than Amazon Echoes, which it won't. Oh, wait, did, did, uh, did, did, the one- they,
0: did they announce, like, uh, integration with Titty Trout to go up against Billy Bass?
1: I, I See, I missed that part. Maybe I oh, should have watched the presentation. it.
0: But they did release
1: one thing that is, sounds cool if it works, and that is always the question. The Google Pixel Buds. Fantastic name. Really? Yeah. Couldn't they, <laughs> why couldn't they have just called it the Babblefish? Uh, well, that is a,
0: uh, that's trademarked uh, Douglas Adams' estate uh, circa 1989. <laughs>
1: Well, they should have made a deal. They're Google, anyways. It is a set of earbuds that are designed to work with the new Pixel Two handset. Hopefully, that will not be the only handset it works with, but uh, you know, it is Google, so maybe probably. So it's it's a you know it's a standard earbud set, except it has next to no lag translation built into it.
0: I really want to try this. <laughs> I, I really want to try, try it, it real bad. Yeah. Especially as,
1: uh, you know, a once world traveler pre-kid and soon to be a world traveler again once he's old enough. This would be unbelievable. I mean, this is the dream, right? The universal translator dream.
0: Yeah. No, this so, is Star Trek meets Hitchhiker's Guide, if it works. They're yep. ugly as shit and giant, but... Uh, yes. <laughs> You never expect good design from Google. Period. So that's not no, surprising. No. But we'll see. Who but we if know. this
1: technology is there, it's only going to be a matter of time before other people have it as well. So we'll have a nice looking Apple version. But I'm it's very totally, excited about this. theme.
0: yeah, it's coming. Hmm? It's totally coming.
1: Yeah, it's coming. So
0: I can't wait. Um, and I, I, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to compete with you on the stupidest uh, Amazon title <laughs> <laughs> for a product. Uh, what I have is. Upgraded version, AHA-style AirPod silicone case, shockproof protective cover for Apple AirPods, midnight blue. <laughs> That's good. That's good. It's not bad. It's not bad. No. Uh, it's a $10, basically, uh, uh, AirPod condom is <laughs> what it is for your, for your case. I like this thing because when I sit down to, you know, have a respite in the loo, many times the AirPods will fall out of my pocket because they are very slick And shiny, and they just fall out. So I needed a little grippiness. So I got these uh, based on what's zero distractions uh, up in Canada. Who's a podcaster up there? He got them and uh, sent them to the Instagrams, and I saw it. I'm like, ten bucks, I'll give it a go. And now I actually really enjoy them. They're very nice. I would
1: uh, I would offer this as Exhibit A on items that you do not need to purchase now that you no longer have clients.
0: Uh, well, there is uh, no reason to have these. Here's the deal. No, I bought it. Be- I bought it while I had clients. Yes, this is this is something that will not be in my future. Basically, what I'm going to get is some some masking tape and tape it around inside out. So that it it's it's kind of like the poor man's uh, lint, lint roller. You know, you've done that. You get you have some masking tape or duct tape laying around and you roll it backwards on your hand to get the lint off you because you can't afford a lint roller. That's my life going forward. Yes, this is how sad it's become, people. That's actually not
1: really my poor man's lint roller. I find that to be much more effect effective than a lint roller ever is.
0: That's true. No, I that, do. That's actually true, yeah.
1: I, I will have to say that, again, I, I think that this this product is inherently stupid. I don't think anybody needs it. I do appreciate the second graphic on Amazon where they're showing the impact-resistant feature. This is basically the equi- a graphic equivalent of the infomercials where they tell you that cooking pasta is so damn hard. Um, so you have to... <laughs> you have to get their stupid product that you don't really need it shows the case cracking what can only be described as cement i know there's no way
0: i didn't see that before there is, that's awesome. uh, th- that is app this is fucking ridiculous it's <laughs> <is> so great <laughs> like your airpod case could crack <laughs> well done so. well done so <laughs> Upgraded that's a uh, version of aha style AirPod silicone case shockproof productive cover for apple airpods midnight blue well done on you
1: <laughs> if, if you're listening to the show right now and got any humor out of that please go to patreon give us 10 bucks so jason can get his damn money back
0: oh my god
1: um now you would have almost if, if not for a certain feature i might have needed somebody to go on and give me a 200 hundred dollar donation because uh what eventually i used to say would happen to people with their with their airpods uh happened to me i forgot that they were in my pocket they went through a wash and dry cycle and apparently they are both waterproof and dryer what because they they are still working no and way have no problems whatsoever and not in the case either they were just the air out in the wild by themselves in the pocket in my biking shoes.
0: you're fucking kidding me they actually survived
1: they not only did they survive but no ill effects whatsoever
0: oh my god i i that's amazing
1: now I'm sure Apple will not ever advertise this feature, and yeah. I wouldn't recommend trying it yourself. <laughs> do but, not uh, try this
0: at home, kids. <laughs> but
1: should you discover that your AirPods have gone through the washer and dryer cycle, don't fret; they may work.
0: Wow, that's great! I thought that maybe that they, they were in the case when you put this in here, but wow. Nope. I, I feel like I feel like Christopher Walken. Wow!
1: Wow! Yeah. <laughs> I carried these AirPods in my ass.
0: I carried these AirPods. <laughs> <laughs> oh never mind i'm not even gonna go there i can't i cannot repeat that because we'll get emails moving on media candy
1: we won't do this every week but since the show is so brand new i thought we'd just do a little follow-up on star trek discovery or as i like to now call it star trek
0: oop tact is that klingon or is that uh, some other language That's the no. That would
1: happen to be Swedish for discovery because I happen to go get the show from Sweden because I'm not going to pay fifty four dollars for one show.
0: Okay, warp speed to Sweden.
1: So yes, uh, after it airs on Sunday, I I go to Sweden on Monday morning and I watch it Monday night. Uh, I liked
0: the third episode quite a bit. Jason, did you see it? uh, I've seen them all. Yes, I, I actually really enjoyed the show. So, and I also went to Star Trek. And at first, I thought that was Klingon. I'm just like, what the hell is this doing in here? And then, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm still laughing at the fact that this is just Swedish for discovery. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Two seconds on Google. Could
1: have used a little uh, Pixel Bud translator. Would have worked on it. <laughs> yeah, okay.
0: okay. yeah. Uh, I got a little bit of Orville follow-up. So, I've got uh, guests in town that I haven't seen. So, uh, well, they were out having a good time, and I'm sitting here editing bullshit mm-hmm. um yes i watched episode four of orville still sucks right. <laughs> it's still a steaming okay. pile of shit uh yeah has no I, idea I what it is
1: i don't see any positives out there for it nobody's talking about it nobody's saying it's good so that's just uh it's uh, orville has been filed into my will never watch file
0: yeah so. yeah put that in the in the tp file it's like uh right. yes. there's a bear shit in the woods yes it's called orville
1: gotcha. Now we got Blade Runner 2049 coming Woo-hoo! out which uh, I I think most people are somewhat excited about I got and my tickets, I realized I
0: got my tickets. It's been a good
1: 10 plus years since I've seen the original Blade Runner and I was like, all right, I should I should Watch this to get prepared. I should go back and just see it again. Uh, I had no idea because I don't follow these things quite as much. Uh, there are 972 different versions of this movie out now. All, uh, the uh, only <laughs> the
0: only movie that has more versions of itself out there is Army of Darkness. So if you ever wanted to get Army of Darkness on DVD, <laughs> there are so many editions of Army of Darkness that it's ridiculous. And and it gets to the point where at the end of them, when you listen to the the you know the commentary track. Bruce Campbell comes on. He's like, we're doing this shit again. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) But yes, um, I hate Blade Runner. I'm sorry. I did not like the original movie. I don't care for it, but I'm going to go see it. This explains
1: why you're so excited about the new one. I'm going
0: to go see it because, yeah, was it Ryan Reynolds? Is that the guy or is it the other one? It's the Felipe. (laughs) Felipe Reynolds. (laughs) Whoever whoever the new Blade Runner is, he's basically you could have cast a two by four and you would have more emotion than that guy. I've seen the trailers. Um, but here's the thing: if you're going to watch Blade Runner, if you're going to go back and have to pay for it and find the version that you need to watch, get the one on uh, it's on iTunes or any other ones with the with with the voiceover. Watch it with the voiceover. I had a conversation this morning with friend of the show Chen. Um, where she's just like, I'm gonna get the the final cut. I'm like, don't get the final cut because that's stupid. Get the original cut. That's the one that you need to listen to and watch.
1: Well, an awful lot of people vastly disagree with you and hate fuck the voiceover. Them. So fuck them. So if you, we have a link in our show notes, uh, so you can check that out. Slate did a video of how the at least seven of the different actual somewhat real releases are discussed and the differences between them now all of this ended up being boot for me yeah and here's again god i'm really angry this week <laughs> uh, here's why i'm slowly going mad i decide i want to watch blade runner. yes i i put in the time and effort to decide which version of blade runner i would prefer to see now i have paid to see blade runner in the theater all right. Technically, my dad paid for me there because I was really young. But we lad, we lad. A, 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 a ticket had been purchased for me to see it in a theater. Yes. I purchased a very expensive VHS version of it when it first came yes. out. I purchased a laserdisc version of Blade Runner yes. when I had a laserdisc player in college. I purchased a DVD of Blade Runner yes. when DVDs came out, and then I went back and purchased a Blu-ray DVD of Blade Runner when Blu-rays came out. None of which helped me now because I don't have access to anything to play anything on you know, that. No, so Blue I have Ray to either. Player? Wow. Not anymore. Why would I have that sitting around? I've got one. So now I have to either either rent or buy a stream again at inflated prices because the new one is coming out. So it's not cheap. It's not for free on Netflix. It's not for free
0: anywhere. Ever get the feeling the game is rigged, Jason? It is rigged. It is rigged. But here's the deal. It is going to cost you less to go to Best Buy and buy a Blu-ray player than it will be to buy the digital version on iTunes. Because you can get a Blu-ray player for about $7 nowadays, I think. But
1: probably, yeah, Uh
0: friend of the show, MXV, also had the like the super deluxe version of Blade Runner. And I think it had seven versions, literally seven versions of it in the little case that it came in to make you look like you're, you know, hunt, yeah. hunting replicants. <laughs> I'm like, OK, great. I'm hunting replicants with a fucking lunchbox. Thank you. Uh, but the the first version is the only one you need to see because that is the way it came out and. For people who have never seen it, they need to see that version.
1: Yes. All right. Well, other people will disagree with you on that, but if uh, you have Jason's Fuck vote them. there. I, I won't be able to tell you because I'm not going to pay f- another time for this damn movie.
0: Now... Sweden! If it, if, I'm sorry. Blade Runner Ooptakt.
1: Blade Runner is, is what is, That's the version I'll be watching. Yes. The uptack cut. Yes. So, if it were on Netflix... <laughs> Which is not. I would be paying more for it now. Uh, Netflix has announced that they are raising U.S. subscription prices for both new and existing customers. Yes. Uh, this is not a surprise as they are spending lots and lots and lots of money now on developing their own shows and haven't really raised prices from the old model where they didn't develop their own shows and they were charging you that much just for other people's stuff. Right. So it's going to go from uh, up a buck a month from the nine ninety nine for the uh, – for the two stream HD tier and the family pan is going from eleven ninety nine to thirteen ninety nine per yeah,
0: month. Yeah, I've got the fam- family not pan, but plan. Uh to right. uh yeah, it's two bucks a month. And uh yeah, the the hangers on who are listening to this show will know that their their rent is going up two dollars a month because I'm not paying for this shit. Uh but yeah, it's it's still $13.99 a month, which is cheaper than any other service out there, and you get way more content. It is still below market value for what you get and another two bucks a month not nbd is what i gotta say nbd right and if
1: i were one of these people i'd be watching blade runner right now but apparently there are 3.7 million dvd subscribers to netflix still in this world so that's an awful lot of people that i'm surprised still sit and have dvds and wait for them to come in the mail
0: (laughs) You know, there are many times when I've actually thought about resubscribing to the DVD plan, because a lot of movies you just can't get on streaming. And I'm just like, this is only available on DVD. And I'm like, well, shit, then I can get it and rip it. But, oh, wait, (laughs) I don't have a DVD player hooked up to any of my computers anymore. Damn. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Brian, we love Kickstarter.
1: Uh, I miss our old segment. We should bring it back.
0: (laughs) Kickstarter in the balls. That's right. Well, <laughs> four years ago, Linda Stutt, uh she mm-hmm. she had a crowdfunding project that was trying to raise $5 million for a movie called Kate Allen is Getting a Life. Okay. Uh, <laughs> she raised $243. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's turned out that is, this is, according to Motherboard, the worst Kickstarter movie campaign in history finally got made. Uh, it used to be on YouTube but it has been taken down. It's a 35 minute movie has none of the cast that she promised in the Kickstarter campaign which is you know that's kind of understandable since she was asking 5 well, million and she got 243 bucks. Yeah. The fact that she did it is pretty impressive. This is kind of a giant fuck you to everybody but uh, it's still <laughs> it's pretty funny.
1: Well, okay. I, I should. I want to track this down and actually watch it. I now. can't. I'm, I'm yeah, you can't. It's, so it's, this... it,
0: it is, she has removed it from YouTube. Apparently, ah. Ah, huh. too bad.
1: Well, I'm sure you can probably find. Uh, uh, yeah, what's her face again? Oh, yeah, it Says Kate Allen is getting a life utrecht. Yes, yes. <laughs> Might be the only way to go then. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways. Microsoft has given up on Groove Music, which I didn't know existed. What is
0: Groove Music? I've never heard of it. It was their music streaming service. (laughs) Okay, Microsoft, definitely time to give up on it because nobody's ever heard of it.
1: Yeah, so they've decided that it's not working out for them, uh, and they're switching all their... (laughs) And they've decided to switch all their customers to Spotify, so that's a nice move. See, I, one thing I can we can laugh at Microsoft, and we do we, we we really do a lot, and we can pick on Microsoft, and we really do a lot. One thing that they do really you got to admit, one thing they do really well is transition out. <laughs> I mean, they, I was they're, saying, they're
0: very one the one thing they do really well is press releases, because if they never put out a press release, we'd have never <laughs> known about it. <laughs> I know. Oh, Clippy. so oh wait, that's, Clippy's dad? We never knew about that, but you put out a press release. Uh.
1: So all five of the people that are currently subscribing to Groove Music are now getting Spotify subscriptions.
0: <laughs> and
1: uh, if they're now that they're on Spotify, there's actually a couple cool things out there that you can do. Um, once they've opened up their API. Some people have built some pretty interesting stuff. I found two this week. Uh, the first is Spot well, Spotify did themselves, the first one, sorry. So that's called your time cancel. Capsule, a personalized playlist for every user. These are songs to take you back in time to your teenage years. Bring on the memories with two hours of iconic throwback tracks, all picked just for you. It's uh, this is the kind of stuff that is somewhat creepy because they are definitely using big data in terms of getting your actual age. No, they're not. That's uh,
0: not big data. They're looking at your. This is simple. They look at your birthday. They 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 minus twenty years and see what's on the charts back then. I granted, I'm going to get some Duran Duran, but what I was listening to twenty years ago was the Exploited and Dead Kennedys.
1: Well, if that's what you've been listening to on Spotify, then you will get a much better – the algorithm is a lot better than that, Jason. It just doesn't find the big hits from 20 years ago from your birthday. It it, it delves based on your listening habits and what you're listening to now.
0: Okay. well, uh, my, my
1: playlist is really very spot on. Like, it's good. Oh,
0: cool. I'll check it out then because, <laughs> yeah. I try, here's the thing, though. My playlists are exactly what I listened to 20 years ago. I have not grown up since then, so it doesn't really matter that much. Well, that's
1: true. Fair enough. So, and then the second one I found is, is a cool one. This was created by uh, Paul Lemaire. It's called Boil the Frog. It's a 2012 web app, so it's been around longer than Groove Music. <clears throat>
0: <laughs> and by the way, the whole Boil the Frog thing is has been debunked. Yes. So uh, stop it with the Boil the Frog.
1: That's just a good name for this, because the idea is you basically pick two artists, and it creates a seamless playlist linking the two.
0: That's kind of cool. Maybe, maybe right? kind of cool. Maybe I'll go with Yahoo Sirius, and Fred Schneider and <laughs> see where we, where, where, where the Twain shall meet.
1: <laughs> I think it's a really interesting. Yeah, and it's based on Spotify, so it pulls everything from Spotify. But I played around with it a couple times and was pleasantly surprised. It, it does find some weird things and makes some, some leaps of faith. But overall, it's pretty cool and it makes a certainly makes a more random playlist than you're probably used to hearing for yourself.
0: Here's the deal. They didn't say artificial intelligence. They're saying big data. So they get a pass.
1: That's uh, also part of the reason they made it into our exactly. show.
0: exactly. And I want to try this because it is kind of cool. I definitely want yeah. to check that out.
1: And finally, one big other music story that came out this week, uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame 2018 nominees have been revealed. And boy, did it make me feel old. Oh,
0: my God. They were talking. Okay, here's the deal. The (laughs) 60-year-old guys on WGN's morning show were talking about this. And even they said, man, I feel old. And I'm just like, oh, shit.
1: (laughs) The the Cars, Depeche Mode, uh, Rage Against the Machine, The Eurythmics, Radiohead. Yeah, Radiohead.
0: Well. fuck I'm them fucking fuck break. them <laughs> anyways Depeche Mode I'm super excited about okay, here, so, but here's, yeah, it here's, my here, here's my list here's uh, my list I'm gonna pick five from this list and you tell me where we where we kind of uh, kind of align the Eurythmics okay. yes yes Rage Against the Machine fuck you
1: no I the, but they will politically set
0: Judas me. Priest a fucking men sorry they yeah, need I to be in there in. the cars absolutely and, the cars absolutely and, and uh, Depeche Mode obviously. I'm that's. I don't think
1: no Depeche Mode will not make it. This they time. will not. There's no okay. way. They then
0: it, then my backup on that is LL Cool J because he was a he was a game changer. I think LL Cool J should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, uh, even though I he agree. wasn't yeah, rock I and agree. roll. I think he I think he was a he was a game changer. I think he really did good stuff for music. So th- those are mine. Yep, I know.
1: I'm down with that. I, Shaka Khan should definitely get in. Uh, MC5 it's should it's, thousand No, it's, percent it's not be Shaka
0: Khan. It's Rufus featuring Shaka Khan. Oh, yeah. That's why, I did, I if, if it was that'll... Shaka Khan, I'd be like, why the fuck isn't she in there already? Come on, it's Shaka Khan. That's a good point.
1: Yep. Well, yeah. Shaka Khan, <laughs> probably. <laughs> this is going to be a stretch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is a big no, stretch. you know what?
1: Uh, I'm not going to do that because it might open us up to legal ramifications. Uh, let's just skip to the next story. Decades <laughs> of sexual harassment accusations against Harvey
0: Weinstein. I think uh, it's, it's, it's not <laughs> Frankenstein. <laughs> Weinstein. Yes.
1: Now, normally, I don't think we would even do this story because, I mean, shocker, big, powerful Hollywood Yeah, this isn't tech.
0: Creep. So why, why is this in here? Uh, because I just like this. I, I, <laughs> okay, you know what? I just obviously we're the only people that like the show, so why not do it for ourselves? Fuck it.
1: <laughs> basically, I was going to put it in moron of the week. I just—it's just so creepy. Uh, two decades ago, Hollywood producer Harvey Weinstein invited Ashley Judd seems like a lovely woman good actress fun fun, beautiful fun loving gal uh invited her to the peninsula beverly hills hotel for what the actress expected to be a business breakfast meeting instead he had her sent up to his room where he appeared in a bathrobe and asked if he could give her a massage or she could watch him shower
0: you know um now (laughs) as creepy and as horrible as harvey weinstein is I can see see it. I can see it. I can see it. Uh, That he would do that because Ashley Judd was in a bunch of his movies back then, and she was the Charlie's Theron of the day. She she was the the thing. And I think probably Harvey broke her from Hollywood. Uh, She went and married a NASCAR driver and left Hollywood and doesn't do movies anymore. And it's all his fault. So... We need to go lynch Harvey Weinstein for his bathrobe meandering massages for sure.
1: In a statement to the Times on Thursday, he said, I appreciate the way I've behaved with colleagues in the past has caused a lot of pain, and I sincerely apologize for it. Though I'm trying to do better, I know I have a long way to go. He added that he was working with therapists and planning to take a leave of absence to deal with this issue head-on, a.k.a. take money baths and just hire hookers
0: And run of. for president in 20-whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: screw this guy. I mean, the reason I put this in here is because it's not just tech douchebags. It's just <laughs> douchebags.
0: <laughs> Brian. The problem is, you're calling out all fat old white guys. That's us. <laughs> so, what are you going to do? I'm sorry, I
1: could I give you a massage? Oh,
0: I'm just here in my room. I could, I could use one, Brian. I could really use a massage. <laughs> Let's deal with that problem head on. At the library... This week, I read Paradox Bound by Peter Kleins Peter Kleins is one of our favorite authors here on Grumpy old geeks, and there's a reason for that: he is a professional writer who writes amazing stories i was i in the middle of the week, I was actually slacking with Brian because AOL Instant Messenger is now going away, and <laughs> I'm like, it is so refreshing to have a fucking amazing science fiction book. That takes me to places that I haven't been before. And that's what Peter Klein's does in Paradox Bound. It is a time travel novel about American history. And it is unbelievably good. The problem I've had with the recent books with Cory Doctorow and Annalie Newitz and all that stuff. They are so heavy handed with their morality and their their message. (laughs) It's like. Patents are bad. Patents are bad. Oh, my God. Copyright sucks, dude. You know, it's like, oh, oh, we're going to have a party and and, and no patents, dude. Um, This is a story about fucking time travel and the American dream. And it is seriously my favorite fucking book of the year. It is so uh, it's just fucking great. I'm sorry. That's all I got. It is so good. (laughs) I still have like two hours to go in my audio book because I don't want to finish it. Most books I am trying to get through. I'm like, can I have 10x, please? (laughs) Can I have chipmunk speed just to get through this fucking book? And this book I'm listening to in real time because it is so amazingly good. So thank you, Peter Klein's for making an amazing book that I can listen to and make me feel like I'm not stupid and not talk to me like I'm a fucking idiot.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, I guess I'll have to read this one. <laughs> I agree with you. I mean, the way that you were mentioning this stuff is is real writers put the story first and then they weave in the point that they try to make as part of the story. A lot of the books that you were listing and and we've tried to be reading recently have a point of view that they are trying to get across and they jam the story in
0: to make exactly, that. Exactly. Exactly. So and and you know, here's the deal. There's the hero's journey is a guidepost for most writers and everybody tries to kind of weave it in. This is a pure hero's journey story but the point is you don't notice it that's what makes a great writer because when people think that oh i have to make a hero's journey story then they 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 co opt the hero's journey and then they put their story on top of it this is a hero's journey story where you don't see it it's like star wars you don't understand that this is somebody that's on a quest and doesn't want to be there but then comes back it's the hobbit it's All that, but it is so good because the story itself takes over. So I'm sorry, but yes, I have to say Paradox Bound is my favorite book of 2017. Brick a brick.
1: I don't watch Saturday Night Live in real time, but uh, when something pops up, little bits and pieces after, and everybody's talking about them, I will dip in. Ryan Gosling Obsessed with the Avatar Font is font is the funniest sketch of Saturday Night Live season premiere. I agree with that. This is hilarious. If you've ever done any typography, this is so damn funny. <laughs> it's <is> so <laughs> worth a watch. It was so it not only does it make fun of typography, it makes fun of Avatar. Two things I dislike. So fantastic.
0: Okay, I miss it. I watched I watched the intro, but I didn't see the this bit, so I'll have to go check it out.
1: It's definitely worth it. Uh, another link I saw this week and it you know we've we've had some German on the show recently. so this caught my eye. eight uniquely Los Angeles experiences that there should be a German word for German words well known for you know expressing emotions <laughs> that are not pink's, normally discussed
0: because you wait outside of pinks for a long time. So pinks I think is a good word.
1: That's a good one. Now, this just p- describes the feelings. It doesn't actually give you the words. Ah. So the one I particularly liked is the disorientation of living in a seasonless present. Yes.
0: I, it, that's, when yes. I first moved there, my, like six months in, I'm like, no wonder people are crazy here. It's always sunny.
1: <laughs> yes. And then there's also making eye contact with someone and being unable to tell if they're on a TV show or a friend of a friend, because that will happen it to It will here. happen
0: to you. You will have famous friends and friends of friends who are famous, and you're just like, uh, did your series get picked up? Should I talk to you or are you like upset right now? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yes. And then the one that
1: really speaks to me today as I'm contemplating basically trying to get from the west side to Dodger Stadium for a game tonight, which if you live in L.A., you know, is an impossibility. The social permissibility of canceling plans ahead of time after realizing that they require cross travel, cross
0: town travel at rush hour. Oh, that's dude, yeah. that is that is pervasive. <laughs> that's just called. Yeah, I got something to do, <laughs> you know. It's it's the old, I got to wash my hair tonight.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And we've had stories in the past on this show many, many a time. The blue pill, the red pill, the are we living in a computer simulation? Well, surprisingly, physicists have come up with an answer, and uh, it's pretty simple, and it is, uh, by current understandings of physics, a hard answer. It's no. We are definitely not. Good. (laughs) Good. Yeah, we are not. There is no chance that we are merely simulations generated by a massive extraterrestrial computer, or what you know many people have talked about in theory. Yeah, Elon Elon Musk
0: and his stupid theory. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, and then we can go into how these. Those stories are still bouncing around, even though physicists have answered the question. So somebody pay attention to this and start passing this link along. So it's saying the finding, which is an unexpectedly definite one, arose from the discovery of a link between gravitational anomalies and computational complexity. Basically, it comes down to the fact that if there were a computer that could do this, it would have to be bigger than the universe itself. So right. can't possibly, happen. you know,
0: I figured this out pretty, pretty easily because as I was rubbing one out in the shower, I'm like, would there be a super intelligence that wanted me to masturbate in the shower? No, there isn't. We're not living in a fucking simulation. This is the real world.
1: And the show has hit a new low.
0: Uh, uh, no, actually, <laughs> there we go. I'm just being real. <laughs> um, I I would like to point out a Facebook page called the plate show. Okay. Friend of mine, Sean Hanek. Back in the day, he ran uh, Text America, that almost bought one of my companies, and uh, has remained a friend uh, ever since. But it, it basically just, you know, is it, it's a collection of really stupid license plates. But I put one in the show, Brian, and I thought of you when I saw it, so that's why this is here. Did you did you see the plate that I am referencing?
1: I had not clicked on that link but link but I was scrolling down I'm like it's the it one. Is it is Muad'Dib.
0: Somebody got the there license plate Muad'Dib. And as I'm as jealous. we know Brian has a a hard on for the Dune series. It's a lot of penis references in one segment. On of the week. So, you remember when
1: the Fearless Girl statue was erected in Wall Street? Oh, that's the girl
0: um, looking at the, the donkey balls?
1: Yeah, basically the defiant woman standing uh, back yes, to yes. Wall Street. And, and, you know, it was a good rallying cry, especially, you know, there's been a lot of issues with Wall Street, as we can all agree to, and say so, hey, it gets really political and people get pissed off. But I liked it. I thought it was great. It was like, yes, we are women, hear us roar. Let's take back something to stand up for the common woman and man as well. Uh, sadly... <laughs> The company, the parent company of the investment firm that put it up, State Street Corp, today agreed to pay a combined $5 million to more than 300 women and 15 black employees who were paid less than their white male (laughs) counterparts.
0: Karma is a bitch.
1: (laughs) As uh, I I can't remember who had the link on Twitter when I saw it, uh, but the comment was, can there be any better story?
0: (laughs) That's fucking beautiful. I'm sorry, that's beautiful.
1: Thanks thanks a lot idiots and of course the statement that then was released by the ceo of uh of the company basically says uh, <laughs> what does it matter what we actually do was isn't, isn't it the point that we were trying to make no no, no, no the point it's not is what you do. It, 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 <laughs> the point is what you do not what you say god damn it all right so the second one i've got is a uh... Mary Alice Bunn, who created the Museum of Ice Cream in San Francisco, she has basically started a multi-million dollar company that uh basically takes uh retail spaces or other unused spaces and turn them into Instagram experiences for millennials.
0: Uh uh is, is there a fire lo- locally that we could throw her in? <laughs> <laughs> Bun is a
1: disarming disarming, blunt, slightly intense 25-year-old. Her ice cream nickname, everyone staff has one, is Scream. She is from Laguna Beach, California and considers herself an old soul. She is fluent in the tech-infused vocabulary of corporate America. She speaks about her business in terms of iterations, beta testings, and KPIs. Though she denies any talent for social media, her personal brand is On Point with a well-curated Instagram account of aspirational adventures, relaxing in an onsen, swinging in an ocean hammock in the Maldives. She is unnervingly millennial uh, now- okay
0: I'm going to stop you right there <laughs> even though you read all that I, I think you should have stopped at bun denies any talent <laughs> <laughs> No, there's a couple things. I,
1: I, I applaud her for the concept. I have actually been thinking similar items, not so much to create an Instagram uh, place for girls to just take pictures using these spaces, but there is a real business model out there for someone to come along to all these large retail spaces that are sitting unempty now and do something with them. I would just prefer that they be something for the public good instead of some bullshit where you take a picture of yourself with rainbow sprinkles you
0: know i i go back to william gibson where we can actually like house the homeless and things like that but you know if you want rainbow sprinkles good for you
1: yes well this was written by anna wiener over at uh, new york mag and what what i do like about this is this is real journalism you will not find a misspelled word and it is incredibly well written I highly recommend everybody go read it, and as a friend of mine, I'm going to quote directly from from what he said when he posted it. This is a beautiful example of a style puff piece that also demolishes its subject without compromising either goal. This is
0: why people who are professionals make you think. This is why I love the Peter Klein's novel, and this is why I like paying for my subscription to the New York Times. Because people need to be paid for doing good work. Damn it. I agree. I am a fan of the site Incompetech.com. I love them because he gives away free music, basically, and samples and stuff like that that I can use in my podcasts. But he has been in a war with Google, a a complete war with Google AdSense. They first said that uh, you cannot put our ads on copyrighted material. The entire point of his website is to give away non-copyrighted music. (laughs) So... He has been fighting the good fight, but he came back to them and there's a page on his website called uh, it it, where you can and, and kudos to him. This is an old school site where he uses a CGI script to make graph paper that you can download and print and specifically logarithmic graph paper. I don't know what the fuck logarithmic graph paper is, but he makes it, he makes it. So And it it, it goes on to say, uh, Google does not allow the monetization of content that may be sensitive, tragic, or hurtful. While we believe strongly in the freedom of expression and offer broad access to content across the web without censoring search results, we reserve the right to exercise discretion when reviewing sites and determining whether or not we are able to provide a positive user experience delivering contextually targeted ads to a site with this type of content. So he writes, if anyone was hurt by insensitive or hurtful use of logarithmic graph paper, I apologize. That was never my intention. I understand some types of graph paper may be difficult to talk about, but ignoring logarithmic graph paper will not make logarithmic graph paper magically go away. I'm sorry. I'm cracking up just to read. Please keep the conversation going. Talk to your friends and family about logarithmic graph paper. So, Google Google is the moron of the week for me because, yes, this is the AI of taking money away from people. Hunting unicorns. Hunting unicorns. And we're going to catch
1: up on our hunting unicorns. This is basically the uh, – Jason and I had 10000 uh, fake dollars and we bought five stocks each. Jason and I both within the tech fields. And Mike – our, our friend of the show and Control stayed out of tech to see how we would do throughout the year. I am up 39.53%, which is pretty damn that's good. That's fucking
0: amazing. <laughs> I mean, and, and that's what yeah. we talk about. It's just like we wish we'd have actually spent the money. Uh, yeah. Yes. So I'm in the lead there. Jason, you're not far behind,
1: 39.15%, which is, again, fantastic. And even Mike with non-tech stocks is at 22.89%. That is uh, beating the Dow on the regular. So all three of us really should have invested this money. Now, I do want to point out, though, (laughs) that as wonderful as this all sounds, and and it could be a feather in the cap of a certain president, uh, nearly half of America does not benefit from basically having stocks. Nearly half of the country has zero dollars invested in the market, according to the Federal Reserve and numerous surveys by groups such as Gallup and Bank Rate. That means people have no money in pension funds, retirement plans, IRAs, mutual funds, or ETFs, and they certainly don't own individual stocks such as Facebook or Apple. That is a terrifying statistic, and boy, oh boy, do we need Social Security if this is
0: true. And here's the other issue that we talked about at the beginning of the show. I'm going to be pulling all of my money out of the market in probably about 17 minutes because... Um it this is going to collapse at some point because this is an unnatural bubble. And I, I, I like how you this time, usually when you reading the numbers, you like to rub hmm. it in my face how far I am behind you. But this time, I am really not that far behind you, and you just kinda go, Yeah, and Jason's at thirty nine point one five percent. Uh it's okay. Um, yeah, I,
1: I said you were do- I said you were doing very well, Jason. Uh, do not try to downplay it, you know uh-huh. just you get in Get in your robe, sounds like it you need a massage. It was your vocal
0: tonality. I know I know that because you go mhm mhm. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I think we're all doing good. How's, and uh how's that Twitter stock, doing, Jason? Well, the Twitter stock is actually up. It's at 17.72.
1: Right, I never remember. what did you purchase it at? Because this is our little side bet. Jason actually put real money into Twitter, and I bet him that it would not be up over the price that he paid for it within a year's time. I bought
0: so. it at sixteen
1: thirty right. Still hanging
0: in there. Feedback loop.
1: We'd like to thank Michael Harvey, who gave us a donation over at Patreon. We super appreciate that. And then Neil sent us two comments over at Patreon. Uh, first, he sent it... What is interesting YouTube video by Dustin from Smarter Every Day on the 23andMe security, and it's a YouTube link. Uh, Dustin from Smarter Every Day probably has a really good show. I wouldn't know because this is basically an ad where he spends most of his time trying to say it's not an ad, but it's an ad. And uh, it doesn't address security, storage, hacking, all the things that I'm more concerned about with 23andMe. He just goes through the process that they run through. And yeah, good. They have some nice procedures that make sense. Good for them. (laughs) Great. And he also sent, and I don't know if you looked at this, Jason, because this is more up your alley. This seems prime for G O G commentary. <I> <laughs> Clips, Clips is a two hundred and fifty dollars camera powered by artificial intelligence and designed to snap images of important moments as they happen with no human input yeah, required. Yeah, fuck you, Google.
0: <laughs> That's what I have to say. I'm not going to get. I'm not going to pay you two hundred and fifty dollars for a shitty camera and let you figure out what is important to me. Because I can guarantee the things that are important to me are not in any algorithm because I am outside the curve.
1: Yeah, I was reading the Engadget review about it, and they basically say this is kind of ridiculous and somewhat creepy overall. But they did have one (laughs) sentence here. Clips might address a real problem, freeing up users to experience life without worrying about filming it. Uh, Don't film don't film it. Just don't film it and
0: experience life. There, problem solved. And I keep going back to the same fucking quote, Miles Davis, and, you know, by capturing the moment, you have missed it entirely. So if you're thinking that you are capturing the moment, then you're not going to remember it because you're thinking that it is being stored somewhere else. No, like just just enjoy it. Enjoy your fucking life. Anyway, moving on. Friend of the show, yes. Sen and uh, the Amazon Echo Silver, which is a a fine video from Saturday Net Live. It's one of the ones I did see, and it is for people who cannot remember how to talk to the Echo. And, yeah, Brian?
1: It's very funny, and I know it's a joke, but there's a lot of merit to the concept. I would totally get this for my parents, and they yep, need it. They do.
0: <laughs> Amazon <laughs> Alyssa, so, what's yeah. up? Zib-a-da.
1: <laughs> yeah. Anyways, very funny. Uh, Auntie wrote us, I uh, love your podcast. I'd love to hear what you have to say about this article. And he sent uh, something. The big problem with self-driving cars is people. This is a bit of a slog to get through. Uh, Nothing we haven't said on the show before, so we kind of agree with all this. Uh, I did like this one particular quote. Uh, People will jump out of their cars into Starbucks to run in and pick up their orders, leaving them not in legal parking spots, but blocking others, knowing that the cars will take care of getting out of the way if some other car needs to get by. That may well work, but only by slowing everything down for other people, and perhaps the owners will be able to set tolerances on how uncomfortable things get blah 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 i can't see that ending well my point being we don't need autonomous cars for this this is happening right now with uber and Lyft. hey you uber and Lyft. hey you uber and Lyft motherfucking drivers you do not get a pass to just pull over anywhere you want you find a fucking parking spot i'm goddamn pissed at you i'm sick of this they are slowing traffic down everywhere they just pull over wherever the hell they want and stop traffic that is not the way please start giving them fucking tickets i'm so annoyed by that (laughs) anyways
0: okay tell me what you think
1: <laughs> all right over on twitter razor zero one three three cent i'd like to thank apple for changing the reset button combo with ios 11 2 might want to include that in your tips app i didn't know that that had been done
0: because i hadn't yeah reset what, it what, I, yeah i wish you would have put the combo in because now i don't know how to reset <laughs> reset my phone <laughs> damn it razor zero one three three yes um so we'll have to google oh, that now shit.
1: god damn it uh Nathan Reitsmith sent, not only did the iOS update turn on Bluetooth, now every time you use airplane mode, it turns on Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, and data automatically. Doesn't that seem stupid? I I mean, I get some people actually use airplane mode on airplanes, but most of the people I know use it to do fast charging, and if you switch on all those things, you're not fast charging anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Ah, Song of the Oss says thanks for the advice GOG uh handbrake did work and the image wasn't too bad sadly it introduced flutter on the sound somehow so you can go into you can you can tweak every little setting when when it comes to handbrake so Go back and uh, just just change the uh, audio settings. Yeah,
1: just look at the look at the audio settings, and yeah, dial you'll dial in something that'll work and not be yeah. too annoying, I'm sure. And uh, Ivartola sent us totally irrelevant but pretty damn funny a YouTube link of Edith Piaf that I saw that you retweeted, Jason. So you must have really enjoyed oh, so,
0: it. <laughs> Dude, did you watch this video? <laughs> No. Oh my god. We watched it with friend of the show Robert Fogarty and it's fucking fantastic. Now my cousin writes in a huge article about um basically Amazon and their their trivia buttons. And yeah. like he runs a trivia company. He literally makes his living on trivia and he wants all of his competitors to sign up and join the Amazon ecosystem. Because he thinks it's a dog and they're all going to waste their time and money. So (laughs) thank you, Dwight. Uh, Appreciate the response. Uh, Yeah. Good for you. Yeah.
1: Uh, Brian Stewart wrote in. Hey, Grumpsters. I'm sure I heard you guys talking about China and facial recognition. I saw this and I don't like it. And it's a link to uh, an Australian article about uh, somebody got in a huge fight with hosts of morning shows about how this could be really bad. Uh, he gets into it. I wonder if mostly like TV personalities were paid course brainwashed into saying things like this from the article who should be against it. If people who are doing something wrong and basically this gets down to the, if you're not doing anything wrong, why would you be worried about there being national red facial databases? Yep. Uh, which was Jason's original it position. It was Brian's back original. It Coming was back Brian's to
0: original him. position. And I'm going to give $20 to the first person that goes out and finds the original GOG quote where Brian says, if you're not hiding anything, why do you need to care about it? Because he said it first.
1: I said it ironically. No, you I didn't. No, I was not. I no, never. No, never no, not no, in a million no, 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 no,
0: no, 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 no. Since
1: I was 11 nope, years old, nope. I've not had that position. All right, moving on. Chris, <laughs> I hope you listen to this inside PR episode on the Google memo. It's a more rational discussion than an emotionally charged, politically based opinion you expressed in your podcast. Meaning, Chris didn't agree with us. I doubt you even read the memo before insulting the guy. Actually, we did read the memo, and so I lid. I Chris, I did go and I listened to that entire podcast. It was like. 45 minutes or 32 minutes or something like that. Uh, uh, anyways, I listened to the whole thing. It didn't change my mind at all. It's a bunch of PR flacks discussing it from the PR HR angle, which I get what they're saying. And I get it makes sense in that instance. But it did not come from a human angle and one that, yeah, there is political bias and there is emotion involved in this as there was in his opinion. It There is no science that women can't code. I'm sorry, there's not. Let's get over that. I hated
0: women coders and they were way better than I am. Next one comes from Gail D. Apple's admittedly terrible podcast app is not a good reason to want Elon Musk in charge of Apple. <laughs> this is what I'm saying, baby. I drive a Tesla Model S, amazing car, but user software, interface, navigation, on screen settings, browser touch points, all terrible. Most Tesla owners would prefer Apple CarPlay because most of us use iPhones and would be very happy. If our phone worked better with the car, Elon is a visionary, a big idea man, an inventor. He would have no interest in the details of phone design and operating systems. Check out the crappy streaming radio stations on Tesla. Yes, thank you. I uh,
1: I agree with that. However, <laughs> Steve Jobs was also the big concept visionary, ah, but he was also, also a man micromanager. And that... <laughs> Let me finish one fucking thought. God, hell no! You
0: don't let me. I'm not gonna let you. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Anyways, that was the entire—of course Elon Musk is never going to be in charge of Apple. That's never going to happen. But they do need somebody with the big concepts and the vision, because they do not have that now. All they're doing is tiny iterations of stuff that they've already done. There is no moving forward. There is nothing there. And, you know, Musk can just be the big concepts, and they have Trent Reznor to get in the weeds and do the small things,
0: right? I want to fuck you like an iPhone.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Next came from Monkey13. I know you two have abandoned—abounded. Yeah, he meant to the Chrome for Opera. Same here, but here's a tip that is pretty useful, and there's a code that basically shuts off autoplay for Chrome. That'll be in our show notes if you want to see it, so thank you for that. Uh, Barry Teague writes in, Firstly, thanks for doing the podcast. I listen to it every week since I found you and utterly enjoy it. The company I work for hosts a podcast, and I'm wondering if it is possible, and can I do it without having to rewrite the XML RSS files? If so, how? I'm not sure what the question was there
0: we'll take care of that offline. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Next up, Mark Havener guys. Let me start out by saying that I hate Twitter. I would rather give myself a root canal in the men's room of a seven 11 evocative using nothing more than a power drill and a two bit Forstner bit than the tweet. Um, yeah. I'm not, Power Drilly guy. That being said, Twitter's 140 character limit was arbitrary. The 160 character SMS limitation was only the upper end limitation. They could have picked any number less than 160. Twitter, Twitter could have gone with 150, 155, nope,
0: 140. They couldn't. No, okay, that's they still couldn't. that is
1: not no. <laughs> yes, hold okay. on. Let's finish this let's finish this thing and then you and I can both leap in on him. Thanks for the overcast recommendation. I hate how I'm unable to see my podcast queue in the new iteration of Apple's podcast app. If I'm sufficiently impressed, I will relate in an appropriate review. Uh, thank you. And I agree. With you about the podcast thing, it's horrible. It's ridiculously bad. So, all right. No, it's still not our. It's still not arbitrary. It's still. It's not. It's not. And and here is a quote itself. When Twitter was born in two thousand six, it was designed to be used via wireless carriers' text messaging services. They were and are limited to one hundred and sixty characters. So, Twitter's creators reserved twenty characters for a username, leaving one hundred and forty characters for the post. Not yet known as a tweet itself. 20, 20 reserved, 140 left, not motherfucking Yes, it arbitrary. was
0: because the it was based on the username and the recipient name. So that was, yes. was not fucking arbitrary in any way, shape, or form.
1: Yes. Sorry, I, I, I hate to pick on you for it, but not arbitrary. Not, not, not arbitrary.
0: Uh, this comes from MBK League. Hi. What do you guys think about making the show available on Spotify? Well, ask fucking spotify i have sent our show over 10 times and they will not actually have us on their platform so i i would love to be on spotify i think brian would love to be on spotify and uh yeah i think you would love us to be on spotify spotify unfortunately does not want us to be on spotify
1: spotify like almost every other major company out there it's a it's a walled garden with no customer service unless they want to be (laughs) (laughs) Unless they want to deal with you.
0: Look, I I have a show on Spotify. My day job is on Spotify. Was. And the hoops, it still is, the the hoops you have to jump through to get on Spotify are amazingly tough to get through.
1: Look, I'm dealing with Spotify from a straight-up musician perspective from one of my clients, and I can't get them to answer an email. So uh, we'll see. Uh, Next up is Chad. Started listening a month or so ago and was hooked. Decided on going back to old episodes around 100-ish and listening to a few a day while driving around at work. I'm now at episode 177. By the way, congrats on the (laughs) then-newborn And where Jason suggests Brian to duct tape the outlet baby monitor sock on your son's foot to keep it from falling off. I'm sure you were just joking as I laughed and just shook my head. Hope you didn't get any overly sensitive people, crazy people bashing you for that comment. No, not for that one, for plenty of other ones anyhow was wondering if you have read or reviewed the iron druid chronicles by kevin hearn i listened to it and enjoyed them wondered your thoughts on the series thanks keep up the good work and stay grumpy uh i don't think either of us have read it i will check them out and if it's of interest add it to a queue and get to it at some point so thanks we always appreciate recommendations
0: yes uh next one comes from mike hey guys this is a giant wall of text that I'm going to try and summarize here. Yeah. Uh, basically, he's on the fence with uh, New Order, saying that he agrees with Brian that it is not New Order.
1: <laughs> Without Peter <laughs> Hook. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. But, uh, and talks about the Android boxes and what we call the Cody boxes and what I called our Mugu Guy Pan boxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, We lo- I, you know, I liked it, but I don't need it. I, you know, I can go to... Sweden anytime I want, so I don't need that box. This is a box for, you know, the layperson. And you're in Canada, so you're dealing with that kind of thing. So yeah, grab one. I mean, yeah, shit. Send yeah, I me mean, go send, ahead. Send, actually, actually, you know what? Send me your send me your address in twenty bucks. I'll send you my my Cody box. You can <laughs> have it because I'm done with it. I don't use it.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't use mine either. I did it more as a an experiment in setting it up and seeing how how it all worked. I. I think it's more for people who watch a lot of TV or don't yeah. know what it is that they want to watch. Like, I only go to Sweden for, for Star Trek or whatever show de jour that I can't get through other means at the time. So it's easy enough for me just to torrent something and, and toss it up. I don't need an entire box that just has lists of things to watch because I'm never sitting around trying to find something to watch. Uh, but apparently, I do talk to some people that do this sort of stuff on the regular, and the new sauce is terrarium tv we have a link in the show notes so if you're into all this stuff that's apparently the the cool new thing
0: so, okay yeah. yeah yeah i don't know that one yep. so so next one uh we're getting to itunes chad 715 said started listening a month ago or so and was hooked decided to <laughs> decided going back to old episodes yeah, oh, oh, we've already oh, talked same chat. Yeah, okay. same no, chat. So thanks for the five-star uh, review.
1: Thanks, we appreciate Thanks that. for the five
0: stars. If you want your question or comment read on the show, head over to GOG.show slash support and send us your feedback or questions that can be read on the air. And if you're so inclined, please head over to GOG.show slash iTunes and toss us a five-star and a snarky review, which everybody seems to be doing nowadays. They have taken that part to heart. That's they, sure. have taken, they have definitely <laughs> taken that part to heart. Security? Ha We're back this week with David Lowe Energy Bittner. <laughs> Hi guys, it's great to be back. Whoa, put <laughs> me out of a That was an hour of journey. All right. Let's talk about security. Yeah. 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 No,
2: all right. I'm back. I'm back. It's it's been a busy week with security stuff. Lots of interesting news. Where shall we begin?
0: Yahoo apparently shit the bed by saying that only a little bit of our accounts were hacked. No, all of them. Well, all <laughs> of them. There is no there is no. We just had a little bit of a breach. Yeah, let's just drop trow and come on in. All right. Well, you first know?
2: of all, they did They did not say that a little bit were dropped. I think this is part of our ongoing recalibration of what constitutes a major breach, because initially they only said <laughs> it was a billion
0: and, oh, uh, and soon you're talking about real numbers. Now yes,
2: we're th- yeah. at three billion, we're we're at we're talking about real numbers, yes.
0: Yeah, so
1: it may or may not be absolutely every account that was there, but let's just say it when you're in the billions and it's easier for them to list off the accounts that weren't <laughs> hacked than the ones that were. It's pretty yeah. we're talking
0: about three billion <laughs> people. Uh that is uh it basically effectively almost half the planet.
1: Yeah, we thought the Equifax number. Yeah, were
0: exactly. Bad. <laughs> and the the other thing is, it's like the other people that weren't in the Yahoo hack don't have electricity. <laughs> that's right. why they're not in the hack. <laughs> so right. Yes.
2: Yeah. So if you ever had a Yahoo account, if you ever touched any of Yahoo's, um, you know, related companies in any way, just go back and make sure that any of the passwords you may have used for those aren't being used for anything ever again, because they're just yes, out there. And that's-
0: Flickr, remember Flickr mm. and delicious and yes. all the people that uh, got sucked up by Yahoo. All of those are part of the breach. So yes, go change yes. your passwords.
2: Um, so the big news for us uh, over on the cyberwire this week, this just broke yesterday afternoon, The Wall Street Journal.:
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> The Wall Street Journal reporting that um... so the NSA lost some more information, thanks to a contractor. And um, this time they are blaming software from Kaspersky Labs. Uh, Of course, Kaspersky is a well-known name. Their software um, is generally well-known and was well-respected.
0: Russian (laughs) for do not pay for.
2: Well, (laughs) what's interesting is that over the past month or so, the government has been putting out uh, demands to government agencies to say you can no longer use Kaspersky software.
0: Now honestly, I mean, as far as I knew, before before November last year, mm-hmm. Kaspersky was a trusted player in the cybersecurity realm and they had really good antivirus. That is right. I used to have it on all mm-hmm. my machines. Yep. So now that somebody might be having problems with Russia, Kaspersky is now, you know, persona non grata. Is there any maybe tie to that or is Kaspersky actually part of the FSB and and sending data home is there any evidence that that's happening
2: well we don't know yet it's all so we're we're sort of in the connecting the dots mode of this story so evidently what happened was an NSA contractor put some information on a personal machine that they should not have put on their personal machine that personal machine was running Kaspersky software and the russians got a hold of the information that was on that personal machine the folks at nsa are saying that it's the it's through the kaspersky software that they were able to get access to the information on that machine now kaspersky uh, that's
0: that's that's a very tenuous connection <laughs> well
2: let let me let, there's more um <laughs> <laughs> so Kaspersky software has a reputation for being referred to as heavy, which is that it really does a aggressive job scanning all the files on your machine. And so Kaspersky says this is the only way that they can protect against um threats. But of course, the deeper you scan, the more things you can possibly know. So the other possibility here is that Kaspersky didn't really know anything about this and and Kaspersky is saying They're innocent. They're saying they have no um, ongoing relationship with the Russian government, that the fact that they are a Russian company and they have Russian roots and and those sorts of things, that they're not actively giving information to the government. But – you know nothing, nothing, nothing. Well, this could be a supply chain issue. So it's possible that the Russian government put something into – Kaspersky software, it's possible the Russian government put something into this particular instance of Kaspersky software, knowing that this person was a targeted NSA contractor. So it may be that uh, the FSB, that's Russia's um, uh, organization, may have the ability to put special versions of Kaspersky software on people's machines that can do this kind of scanning. We
0: don't know. Yeah, if the FSB did not have people inside of Kaspersky, I would be. You could you could knock me over with a feather, you know, because you know that they have people inside of that. Like we know the NSA has people inside of Symantec and Norton and those same those same organizations. Well, we don't know. Oh, that. come on! Don't be fucking naive. <laughs> okay. And
2: nine eleven was an inside job, anyway.
0: Um, <laughs> oh well, fuck you too. <laughs> um, you go go play with your Legos then if that's that's yeah. the way you want to yeah. take So, but yeah. apparently the, apparently this is the where your tin hat. Uh, I or else guess so. Episode. I'm not sure what I walked into here,
2: guys. <laughs> but it's always good to uh, join you. So. Um, Again, as I was saying, people are sort of in connecting the dots mode. And so the timeline of this works out that it plays into when the shadow broker started releasing NSA tools and also when um, the NSA contractor, remember Hal Martin, the guy who was uh, arrested for having, oh, I don't know, a few terabytes of classified material in his shed. Uh, So... Those all occurred sort of (laughs) along the same lines, timeline-wise. He's kind of like the Ed
0: Gein. He's like the Ed Gein of cybersecurity. Yeah,
2: (laughs) yeah. So... Uh, You know, this is one of those stories that's still breaking. We're really not sure exactly what's going on here. There's lots of accusations being thrown around. Of course, journalists are trying to connect dots and maybe those dots do connect. Maybe they don't. So um, I wouldn't read too much into anything, but this is a real embarrassing situation for the NSA.
0: So. Apple also has an embarrassing situation this month. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> oh, my God. So I have updated to High Sierra, and I haven't had any problems. And, you know, there was that, that little thing we talked about last week with being able to exfiltrate your entire keychain in plain text. Yes. Whoopsie. <laughs> um, now, <laughs> the new one is if you had set up the uh, the ability to uh, reveal your password secret in Disk Tools. Yeah, it would just show you the password right.
2: instead of re- instead of revealing yep. the hint that you put in.
0: It would just say, "Oh, oh, we don't need you. We we don't need well, no stinking let's hints." Cut to the chase. <laughs> let's cut to the chase. Here, type this. Yeah, fucking moron. <laughs> you now, go. what do you guys What do you
2: guys think happened here? Do you think this is just a bug?
0: I think yeah. it's a bug. I, I yeah. totally think. I I think yeah. somebody just. Yeah, yeah, it's a flag and a. In a bit yeah. of software it's no it, it it what we call is NBD or is it, I call this
1: this is the ongoing Apple is not what it once was issues this never would have happened here's back the in the day. deal
0: Brian I thought about this after the last show do you remember system 6 system seven system eight ah do you remember how many times you had to reboot your computer every day because it crashed so goddamn often? I do. Apple is not actually <laughs> really good at software. It turns out, um, we right. think they are. We think they are. We 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 have this this you know just beautiful vision of the Steve Jobsian world, and you know like OS I or yeah yeah OS like ten two to ten five might have been okay. It, Actually, ten five to ten seven might have been okay because OS ten was a piece of crap, uh, but it was based on Unix, and yes, there were problems. There have always been problems. It is still better than System Seven, Eight, all those old <laughs> days when you had to reboot your two CI or your Quadra back yeah. in the day. I think I think that there is a little bit of confirmation bias going on to what they used to be like because apple has never been good at software
1: okay well that's good to keep in mind but i still just think this is a bug <laughs> nothing nefarious
0: i don't know that that's a fair
2: i mean co- compared to who jason i mean it was w- were we living in a world of stable software back in the os six seven and, and eight days from anyone
0: yeah we're in we're in, we're in, oh, we're in windows windows 98 windows dave Remember uh, Windows Bob? to the Sonic yeah. credit
2: card hack. Jason's Jason's been so so <laughs> okay. incredibly right. argumentative
1: right. today. There's no uh,
0: this, this podcast
1: is already three hours long because Jason can't let any point go. So
2: stop. So stop. Did it. you guys <laughs> did you guys hear that there's been a Sonic credit card hack? I heard something of that. What's How about the story you? there? <laughs> okay, here's what you should know about that. <laughs>
1: The accounts apparently stolen from Sonic are part of a batch of cards that the Joker stash is calling Fire Tiger, because there's like great. 19 hours at the end of it. Uh, they are indexed by city, state, and zip code, which is not good, because it ha- the geographic specificity, specificity allows potential buyers yeah, and to I'm purchase the one only cards uh, that
2: were yeah, stolen. Yeah. yeah, go for you. Here we go. <laughs> All right, Jason, why don't you go ahead and finish the story?
0: No, be my <laughs> guest.
2: Now, do I need to put you boys in separate corners of the room? All right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> time out, time out.
2: I did like this
1: story just because we haven't really done Hacks of the Week. It's not that big of a deal. I mean, it is, but it's not a huge, huge hack. But I liked it because of that. And I always thought what you should know about the Sonic credit card hack is never eat at Sonic.
0: I, I thought we had Hack of the Week with Yahoo in three billion <laughs> accounts. Uh,
1: once, a- once you get over a billion, I don't even know if you call it a hack anymore. I think it's just the sky is falling. I don't know that I've ever eaten at a Sonic are they East Coast? I, I know there's...
0: Yeah, they're East Coast. Oh, okay. They're here in the Midwest. Uh, I would recommend not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Me as well. All right. So let's go back to <laughs> two huge stupid mistakes, Equifax, because this just won't go away. They're testifying in front of Congress uh, this week. Um, stupid. Unprecedented. Shocking. Completely lacking, deserves to be shamed. Just some of the choice phrases that the House Digital Commerce and Consumer Protection Subcommittee has flung at Equifax this week. Uh, Not only did that happen, uh, Hero, uh, I actually saw this first on your feed, Dave, (laughs) so congratulations on that. Uh, As I commented, not all heroes wear capes, some wear monocles. Yes, somebody dressed like the Monopoly guy is photobombing the hearing. It is fantastic. These photos are It is are a genius. lot of
2: fun. Yes. So uh,
1: it's, uh, <laughs> it's It's yeah. one of those
2: small things that gives <laughs> me um, you know, faith in humanity and uh what is the what was I think it was a was it Mark Twain who said um something like under the assault of laughter nothing can stand. And uh, I, I probably yes. don't have it exactly right, but, but I really like that. And I think I, I, what, I, I'm, I'm especially happy that they're allowing the person to sit in the gallery dressed this way, that they're not hauling that person out. I think that's wonderful.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, so her name was Amanda Werner. It was actually a woman, which is fantastic. And she's from Americans for Financial Reform and Public Citizen. Uh, they also handed out monopoly-style get out of jail free cards. <laughs> uh, so this is uh, this is good. I'm glad that they're doing it. Uh, arbitration is a rigged game, is what they're saying, and that's the part that they're really kind of uh, protesting against. So yes, uh, as well as as good as this made you feel, and and as good as this made you feel for humanity, uh, Dave. I'm about <laughs> to destroy that for you. Because no matter what all of the things that we just said about Equifax and how bad they are and, and how they're getting lambasted, they also just got a $7.25 million <sighs> <Yes>. contract <laughs> for the IRS to
2: verify taxpayer yes. identities and help prevent fraud. By the voter way, you, you, you forgot to awesome? mention that it was a no okay. bid contract. allow Gentlemen, allow me to clarify. Yes.
0: Yes, thank you, thank you, Dad. Come in and set us straight. Uh,
2: I'll try to keep my energy up to, while I describe this. But um, we, yeah, we covered this this week on the CyberWire, and my understanding is that this was an extension of an existing contract. The contract is being taken over by someone else. The uh, another contractor won this award, but hasn't been able to get up to speed and take over the contract quickly enough. So this is merely a stopgap to allow Equifax to continue doing what they were already doing until their replacement is ready to stand up and take their place.
1: Interesting. Well, okay, that is somewhat slightly better. I do like the quote from uh, Senator Earl Blumenauer from Oregon. I was initially under the impression that my staff was sharing a copy of The Onion until I realized <laughs> this story was in fact true. Well, um, well, that's good to hear because as you and I discussed in previous episodes, we are wondering uh, what does it take for a company to yeah. be put out of business at well, this point? Because
2: <laughs> and, you know, it's fun for these senators uh, and Congress people to come in and yell at the CEO of Equifax. And certainly he deserves it. But how much of this is going to lead to any meaningful change? You know, they, this allows them to go in front of their, yes. their voters back home and say, I, I was there. Roll the videotape. I really gave him what for. But... Are, 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 you know, we're are we still going to see these folks uh, walking away from from uh, their shame with their multi-million dollar golden parachutes and no jail time. Yep. Yeah, that really is just really so is. frustrating. So,
0: yeah, we'd like soap on a yeah. rope for a reason. You little fuckers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now i've put this story in as well in the hopes that that uncle dave <laughs> which is what i'm now going to start calling you is, is going to come in and make us feel and, and make sorry. me feel I, better I, about the state of the papa world uh, papa Bittner. all right <laughs> pop papa bitner so airport f- face scans could be a dry run for a national surveillance system uh congress is quietly laying groundwork to take things much much further than the current uh tsa nightmare that we are facing uh and build out a face scanning system that identifies you when you walk into an airport, and then we'll track your every move until you board the plane. This is going to be referred to as the TSA Modernization Act, and is scheduled to be marked up in Senate Commerce Committee this week. Uh, Make me feel better about this. Well,
2: I can tell you we can all go out and buy Monopoly Man outfits. That's my... No. You're not making me feel better. Um, You know, we're already doing this. This has been done at several Super Bowls already. So... Mm -hmm. I think this is the next logical step. Unless we step up and tell them that they can't do this, why wouldn't they do this? Uh, I suppose you know people like the ACLU will come up and say this is a violation of our rights, but we've already given up all of our rights. I mean, we've already. (laughs) I guess once you're behind the security line at an airport, uh, everything's fair game. Right. Yeah,
1: I mean, you you signed your rights away. It's it's on a lot of the stuff that you uh, you agree to. Unfortunately, so.
2: Well, but let's <laughs> let's think about it. I mean, what what do they have to gain by doing this, and what do we have to lose by doing this? If if we if we restrict it to only within the secure area of an airport. How well does all the security
1: restrictions and separations of things? How uh, right. just doing this segment for say the past year you, with us? Uh, how well yeah, is that but going?
0: You, you're just you, that's <laughs> you're just being reactive based on a new policy. You're not actually looking at the which big is. picture. You're not saying this that the fact that you are already yeah, in which the is. secure area. So when people are in the secure area, what are they going to do? I don't think that this is wrong in any way, shape, or form because you're there. If they're going to track you, if you're going to like sneak out of a side door to get down to the ramp to get to the baggage loading area, yes, you should be tracked. I don't think that there's anything wrong with this. That's that's okay, but
1: let's let's let that sit as right. it is right now. <clears throat> fine, fine. But then I will say to you, I want to know, how is this going to work outside of that system? If I have committed a crime outside of the airport, are they allowed now to go? And they know they know I flew three weeks earlier of no relation whatsoever to the current crime that I'm being charged for. Can they go back and get my information? Can they use it for any Absolutely. reason against me? Is there any separation nope. of church and state? Is there any firewall no. on this? Well, then you're saying it's game yeah. on and fuck it. It doesn't matter if you're in a secure spot or not. It's well, This is just uh, going to you know, go everywhere and
0: that's that too bad it's gonna happen i'm sorry it's gonna happen i'm not i'm not i'm not naive i think it's it's... going to happen yes pete you can fight you can fight all you want but it's going to happen there are really good lawyers out there who are going to do what they can to make this stuff not connect the dots but the fact is if you're committing a crime and they want to look at other things you've done well you committed a crime uh if it's
1: no, I, that's not the way things work, Jason. That's that's no, that's no, no. Not, Brian, mean, Brian. Okay, yes, you're I'm, you're
0: gonna put you're gonna put on the
1: irony, the the the, the detached. We don't have a choice. Throw no, our hands I'm up not. in the air. No, cloak, I'm not. No, I'm
0: just being a realist right now and saying that this is what they're trying to do. Yes, fight it, fight yes, it. I know, fight but it that's as what much that, as you can. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, Brian is <has> just <laughs> threw his hands up and walked away. I just, I just. Well, I can't argue with you when all you do is yell over at me and say, this is
1: what it's going to be, but we should fight it. But th- that th- there's no conversation to have with you about that. So. No, it's, it's,
2: it's, it's Let me funny. interject something but, here that, uh, that I experienced. Um, a couple of years ago, we had, uh, in my hometown, we had a horrible shooting at a local mall. Um, someone who was uh, disturbed um, went to a mall, pulled out a gun, and killed a few people in cold blood. And uh, a few months after that, I was um, fortunate enough to, to be at an event where there was a presentation by one of the police officers, one of the detectives who had figured out what had happened. And what was remarkable to me was how they were able to trace the gunman's steps from leaving his home, which was about 20 miles away, um, connecting the dots through security cameras, uh, traffic cameras, ATM cameras. They, you know, he left yep. his house at this time and the neighbor's security cam picked him up. He stopped and got breakfast at the McDonald's. Here he is sitting at the McDonald's. He got money. Here he is, the, you know, getting money. Uh, here he is walking into the mall. So not automated, but it was remarkable to me to see it the the already existing web, the web that we that's have. <laughs> there to be reverse engineered should someone need to do it and adding automation to that um on the one hand i think that's there there may be an inevitability to that but um i think that's going to be a real important civil liberty civil civil liberty issue of our time
0: but look at look at London. London yep. already has that, and they do exactly that. And the problem with London is it's too much information. They cannot do that. But in retrospect, you can go back and find it, you know, like, like they did with that. They can go back to the ATM cameras, the neighbor's cameras. But you can't do it in real time, you know, because you cannot yes. find the the intent of a crime based on somebody's actions as they're doing it. But, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I... It's going to happen. And I, I did a show this week with a defense attorney who is out there saying, look, there are cops that lie. And these video camera uh, testimonies come back and say, look, it shows that the cop lied, <laughs> you know, so they're, they're, it's, it's back and forth. It's a back and forth. It's a conversation that we're in the middle of and we're going to have to figure yeah. this out as we and go and- along. It's all I'm saying. I'm not I'm not I'm not dismissing you, Brian, by any stretch of the imagination.
1: I don't think that it's necessarily going to happen. I think that it's going to be a very important issue, like Dave says, probably the biggest issue of our time. This is the exact reason things like the ACLU exist, and we have to decide what kind of country we want to be. I don't want to be in a country that has this. I know it exists in London, and I know a lot of people that are unhappy about that, and I don't want it here. I don't think that it's American, but that's just me. How about those Russians? (laughs) Yeah, speaking of not america now, it's just getting harder and harder to deny that this stuff happened at this point. So this is the Washington Post article, uh, and when I posted it, I said, when the history books look back at the... 2017 election this is the story that they will tell um this is russian operatives setting up misleading websites social media pages to identify american voters susceptible to propaganda and then using powerful facebook tools if we were if a, if a less reputable uh, person would have written this article they would have said artificial intelligence um to send them messages designed to influence their political behavior. So this definitely did happen, and more and more of it is coming out. They use these same tools that uh, we, uh, I've used, that Jason has used, that corporate America uses, uh, Facebook retargeting tools, custom audiences. All of that, they use the tools that Facebook has provided to us to be able to find our audience and sell to them. And uh, they did, what they, boy, did they do American capitalism. They, they, they bought ads and, and they uh, did a damn good I, job. I mean,
2: Call me crazy, but isn't it illegal for foreign entities to buy uh, to to spend money in order to influence an american election
0: illegal where because if it's not illegal in the country that they're stationed in no then but it's I think it's illegal, illegal
2: for, for example for if, if, if for facebook to knowingly for facebook for facebook to facebook, knowingly yes. take their money is yes. illegal yes. and of course Facebook is going to say we we know nothing. <laughs>
1: Facebook is has fallen on the we're just a platform uh, excuse uh, we are not uh, we are not a news organization excuse the we are we are just an algorithm excuse Facebook is running out of excuses at this point.
2: I think that's a I think that's a great way to leave that one.
0: All right, let's leave this on a happy note. <laughs> Too late, <laughs> suspected dark. Good luck, <laughs> suspected dark web drug dealer undone by yes. his own beard. <laughs> <laughs> Hoisted by his own petard, as it were. I know I know Dave, you like to say that <laughs> say that saying every Hoisted now and by again. His own so, uh, yes. Yes, exactly. So this gentleman <laughs> was uh he was uh under investigation by the DEA, but uh he decided mm-hmm. to go this to this is a bad this is a bad dude. So <laughs> set sorry. the table here. This is I'm a bad sorry. dude yeah. I'm sorry, it's, it's a bad dude. It's it's a bad dude. He's a it, uh, what's what's his uh his name was uh, was yep. uh, oxy monster was his online handle on the dark web but he was going to a beard competition I've got to say I just google searched him
1: and did an image <laughs> search and that is an impressive beard I gotta tell you he looks like the guy that used to be in queens of the stone age.
2: We have seen this time and time again with uh, hackers and drug sellers. Uh, this this <laughs> happens a lot with the Russians in particular, is that they, um, they decide they want to go on vacation. And for some reason, the beaches and and lovely vacation spots in Russia are not good enough. They get a little bit of money in their pockets and they decide they want to go somewhere with nice warm sand and beautiful beaches and lovely ladies. And they go to those places. And wouldn't you know it? Those places have extradition agreements with the United States of America.
0: <laughs> Whoops! And that's how they get mad. <laughs> you know... <laughs> Yeah. And you look at this guy, and it's like Captain Caveman. You know, he could keep about a dozen Russian hookers in there in and beard. some and some money and he yeah. could just go wherever he wants. But no, he's just got to go someplace where he just has to, you know, swing his dick and look like look at my beard. But yeah.
2: yeah. I yeah, I mean there's some it must be it's kind of almost like a Samson uh uh story there, right? It's it's, it's his fabulous <laughs> hair that uh that was his undoing all right guys will you guys please just get along no we'll try maybe <laughs> we're going back to the
1: roots we used to hate each other on this show
0: Closing shout outs. all right my closing shout out is to a friend of the show gabriel pagan uh he's down in uh puerto rico and he's living off the grid and uh he's he can instagram but all of his like camping equipment has come into play like he's posting pictures of all the solar chargers and stuff like that but mm-hmm. you know hey man we love you just take care of yourself and get through it it'll it'll be over soon
2: yep
1: and, and I hopefully wanna...
0: hopefully you got some paper towels out of it <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh there's so much i want to say about that but i won't <laughs> um <laughs> And since we finally determined the outcome, I'd like to say just uh, rest in peace to Tom Petty. Um, You know, I I was never a huge Heartbreakers fan, but I'd never turn it off when it's on. And he is a living legend. Well, shit. Not anymore. Right? So, Uh,
0: he's a legend. (laughs) Jesus, we've been recording a long
1: time. Three
0: hour Uh, show. This this is is a three hour
1: cruise I'm on right now. My God.
0: Yeah, we've only been recording for two hours, so... (laughs) time dilation go back to Peter Klein's if you want more time dilation but anyway yes I also enjoyed uh Tom Petty I wasn't a huge fan but uh I love the traveling Wilburys that he was in with uh all the all the other greats in the day and yeah I'm I'm sad look I'm sad anybody's dying and this has been a bad week for people dying (laughs) it really has been
1: it has been so uh, until next time I'm Brian Schulmeister
0: and I'm Jason DeFilippo Thanks for listening to Grumpy Old Geeks. GOG.show is our home base where you can listen to old shows, leave feedback, ask us questions, get links to our awesome sponsors, and stuff we like. If you'd like to become an official friend of the podcast, go to GOG.show slash support, where you'll find all of the ways you can support the show and keep us on the air. And if you can't support the show that way, please, please tell a friend. And maybe don't start with this episode. To learn more about all of the people who make this show possible, head over to GOG.show slash about. Show notes for all the links discussed in this episode can be found at gog.show slash two, three, zero. I think we've agreed like five times. That's a record. That's oh God, we we're, we're the show is so dead. <laughs>